spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney, make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Rise and grind, ladies and gentlemen. It's about to get bumpy. Time to attack and dominate. This is Morning Juice with Brandon Beam and Bobby Carpenter. And here we go on a Wednesday. Attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m. Every single weekday morning right here on The Fan. Brandon Beam, the General Bobby Carpenter, and of course our fearless leader and producer, Mark the Shark General. We have navigated our way the middle of the month of February, which means one thing, two today. A little two-for-one special. Valentine's Day, Ash Wednesday. What's going on, buddy? Good to talk to you. Yeah, it's Valentine's. It's Ash Wednesday. You got a little bit of everything. So we've got that going for us. And uh, cruising along here, Bemis, we are pressing onwards towards the first day of spring, which is in about a month. How about that? There you go. Feels pretty good, doesn't it? I felt really good seeing all the scenes from the eastern portion of the United States get blasted by a winter storm. Like, I'm kind of glad that we uh, side-skirted that sucker. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty nice. Really didn't get much of it. It was like I said, it was snowing on s- Sunday in Oklahoma. I mean, they got a little bit there, three, four inches. Never really stuck. It wasn't crazy cold, but yeah, we we avoided a lot of that and feel pretty good about it. Absolutely, man. How was your Tuesday? Pretty good. Yeah, good Tuesday, man. Just running around. You know, good. Some of the kids stuff. Did a little XM radio with Hester. I haven't been on with him in a minute. So yeah, it was uh, it was a good time. Really enjoyed it and felt uh. Felt fairly productive yesterday. Good. Yeah, I mean, I had a little dinner, got some stuff done around the house. I mean, this is a big week just because. It's a crazy week for you. It is. Like getting back in, I was supposed to get back in, you know, Monday at five. Instead, it's at nine, basically 10 o'clock. And then I've got, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, leave Saturday morning for the Buckeye Cruise. So, man, you guys are leaving Saturday morning, huh? Yep. Uh, early in the a.m. So try to get okay. as much done as I possibly can. Where are we leaving out of port this year? Uh, out of Lauderdale, I okay. believe. Yeah. Nice. So that's at least what I believe to be the case. I got a um, uh, got an email sent over yesterday. That was one of the things is when are we flying out? Trying yeah. to figure that out. So yes, uh, flying out uh, Friday or Saturday morning. I was talking to Schlegs yesterday, and he's flying. I hope flying back Saturday, and then he or Friday. Then he's going to meet up with Steph and his. His wife and you know his daughter are going to fly to Jacksonville, then drive down to Lauderdale. So right. a little bit of everything. Good. We had a chance to talk to him last night. You're going to hear that coming up at six thirty-five and eight oh five this morning. It was great. It's great time we had uh, with him last night. Uh, Tuesday was pretty good for me, man. Uh, decent weather. It was a little bit colder, a little bit windy uh, yesterday, but it was all right. Went for a walk, so that was pretty solid. Uh, tucked in to watch the Buckeye hoops game last night. A little nine o'clock start. Um, so Meredith doing some schoolwork around, you know, seven o'clock when William goes to bed, when we're talking to Schlegs, right? She grabs her backpack. She heads upstairs to her little office that she's got there. Uh, and at eight o'clock, she usually comes down. She set like a hard timer for herself. She's like, I'm not going to work until nine o'clock anymore. It's just, we're just not going to do it. And so she comes down at eight and she goes, are they already losing that bad that yeah. you had to turn the channel? And I'm like, oh, it doesn't start yet. well, I said, well, the game doesn't start until nine. And she just looked at me deadpan. She goes, that's awful. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, not the best situation. So tucked in, watched that game last night. They go down uh, to Wisconsin. Awful, awful end of the first half. Like Wisconsin went on a 14 to two run 
uh, to close up the first half, and then the Buckeyes tried to battle back. They got it to 50-45 to uh, and ultimately lost the game uh, up there in Madison, 62-54. to uh, They are now tied for the longest road losing streak ever in program history, all the way dating back since 1998. That's not good. Shark, who was the coach in 98? That was uh, Jim O'Brien's first year. That was his first year? Yeah, we okay. went one and 17 in the Big Ten that year. I oh, my. Yucky. Michael I, Red's freshman year. Okay, that was Michael Red's freshman year. I couldn't remember if that was Randy Ayers last year or if it was O'Brien's first. I was thinking it was Randy's last, but yeah, that's not good at all. No. <laughs> Analysis from you and me both. That is bad. When that have, is bad. Oh, my gosh. It's, yeah, I didn't want to hear that no, theme. I didn't I need sorry. to hear that, but... It is what it is. I mean, I've been hoping that they've been able to kick this win streak. Hope is not a strategy nope. or this lose streak and turn it into something better. And they just they haven't been able to turn it around, Beam. And it's just very, very unfortunate with what's happened on the road. And it, you know, it's wild. You know, looking at a season that was very promising to start yep. the year. Yep. You know, a team that you know beat Alabama. You know, they had a lot of success. They looked early. They blew that big lead against Penn State, but mm-hmm. beat UCLA. West Virginia wasn't much to write home about, but played A&M pretty tough. And then all of a sudden, you know, January hits, and it's like, what is going on? Dry January. It is a dry January, and dry in the worst way. It really is. we got a fun show lined up for you here uh, this morning. ESPN and College Football Playoffs signed a mega deal contract. We'll get into that coming up here uh, in our next segment. Anthony Schlegel. Anniversary schlegs coming up here, like I said, at 6.35 and 8.05 this morning. And the Buckeye women's team with a big game tonight against Nebraska. Nebraska just taking down Iowa on Sunday. Buckeyes took down Michigan State. Matt Andrews, the Ohio State Sports Network, play-by-play man of your Ohio State women's basketball team. He's going to join the program coming up here a little bit later around 8.05 this morning. Before we get into anything else today, it is Wednesday. It is Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2024. Time for Today in History. Time to get smarter. Morning Juice presents Today in History. Here's your professor, Bobby Carpenter. Sponsored by Dr. Mark Levy. If you're snoring and not sleeping, call Dr. Mark Levy at 1-800-MORE-SLEEP. All right, Dr. Bob, what do you got lined up for us this morning, buddy? Oh, it is February 14th, Wednesday, February 14th. It is the first, or second Wednesday, rather, of the month. 345 days in, 321 days left, and it is Valentine's Beam as we get rolling here. Uh, This day, 1859, Oregon becomes the 33rd state admitted to the Union. Uh, Oh, goodness, this day, 1876, Alexander Graham Bell applies for the patent on the telephone. Okay. I don't know if that was an iPhone or just the classic uh, rotary, but... Getting it done back then. Uh, goodness, this date, 1912. A little trivia here for you. Do you know what the last state contiguous of the 48 that was admitted to the Union was? Last of the contiguous states, Arizona? Shark, do you have a guess? Arizona. Well he's, done. He's done. He got I, it. I was impressed. I would have thought it would have been New Mexico, like a yeah. Wyoming. Yeah, a new, I, I, those were also in my selection. Well, Think about what that would have looked like, the United States, so with, a big with 47 <laughs> seven states. You just have a territory trapped there in the middle. Yeah. Mexico still owned it, I guess. I mean, it was, uh, it was pretty wild, yeah, but you look at how populated Arizona is now relative yeah. to some of those other states. Pretty look wild. how wasted they get at a golf tournament. Absolutely. The Wasted Open. That sounds fantastic. I was watching 
Some more stuff on that yesterday. Yeah, I sent you some stuff. Oh, it was good. Yeah, yeah it was uh, tremendous. Not all heroes wear capes. Remember that, Bean. And always remember that gravity is going to win 99% of the time. I'd say 100, but because <laughs> everybody ends up on their back eventually. Yeah. Uh, the state 1951, Sugar Ray Robinson defeats Jake Lamont uh, to become the middleweight champ. The state 1966, Wilt Chamberlain breaks the NBA scoring record of 20,884 points. Cracking that bad boy. This day, 1967, Aretha Franklin yeah. records one of her iconic f- songs right here, Respect. She's the best. She performed at the Lancaster Festival, Beam. That's why I she's the best. I watched her perform tw- live twice. Well, I guess she didn't perform the second day. I watched her perform at the Lancaster Festival, and then the following day, I watched Johnny Rockets perform live for her at City Center. <laughs> at City Center? You yeah. were just dated yourself very hard. I was from the third hard. floor looking down over that Johnny Rockets on the second floor when she walked in. <laughs> I mean, they had a full-on, it was, like a, it was like a flash mob before flash mobs were a thing. I believe Aretha was in that original class, Hall of Fame class. I think you're correct in saying that, Sean. Pretty true. By the way, Bob, last week I was doing this date in history while you mm-hmm. were out. Billy Tecumseh Sherman had a birthday. Yeah. I, had it, I had it written down. I was uh, very disappointed about that. Um, he did have a birthday. Got a little news for him in a second um, as well. This date, 1998, Celine Dion, My Heart Will Go On, breaks the record wow. uh, for plays in one week. Beam, you want to take a guess of what that uh, was? Millions. You want to take a guess, Shark? Shark, like, you are on the ones and twos back then. Wait a minute. You're talking about a radio play? Yeah. Uh, in one week. I, I don't even have a guess. Seven million? Uh, yeah. I, I have no clue. That sounds like a good guess to me. Uh, try 116 <laughs> million. Wow. So I'll take your seven and raise you yeah, uh, about 109 yeah. million wow. plays in one week. Uh, she is not in good shape either. She looks pretty rough at the Grammys. I know she's got some medical issues, but not nearly as old as what I, you, people would think. Uh, this day, 2005, YouTube is launched by a group of college students, becoming one of the largest video sharing platforms in the world, Beam. Yeah. Hopefully get those guys down here from YouTube to film this for me. Correct. Oh, uh, goodness. Some birthdays here. George uh, Washington Gale Ferris Jr. Pretty long name. He was the inventor of the Ferris wheel, born on this day, 1859. Oh, uh, goodness. Florence Henderson, born on this date, 1934. You know who that is, Shark? Of course, I know who that is. Bob, that's no my idea. childhood. Beam has no idea. I was going to say, any relation to Travion? No. Yeah, okay. Yeah, she was married to Robert Reed on a TV show. He had a curly, nice little curly mop. Yep. They had six kids between them, Beam. I got nothing. That's the way they all became Come the Brady Bunch. Brady Bunch. Okay, all right. Got Carol it. Brady, born on this day in 1934, unfortunately passed away in 2016. Mayor Mike Bloomberg of New York City, the 108th mayor there, turning 82. Jim Kelly. Former Bills quarterback Beam turning 64 years young today. For years, people have always credited me with being the leader of the Bills. But I can honestly tell you that the real leader is that man right there, Marv Levy. I've had the distinct pleasure of playing on some pretty good football teams. And today, I join the greatest team in them all, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Growing up with five brothers, you learn at an early age that you need to be tough, not only on the field, but at the Kelly dinner table. (laughs) The toughest Kelly of them all was my mother. She told people, I wouldn't trade my boys for the world. 
but there were days where I would have gladly given them away. <laughs> That's a great line. That was a great dime. Well done there, Jim. Battled a lot of cancer throughout his life, yeah. and uh, good for him. Uh, still hanging in there, hanging tough, turning 64. Uh, another Bills quarterback, Drew Bledsoe, turning 52, teaming in mind with the Cowboys, took the Patriots to a Super Bowl. Uh, Rob Thomas, Matchbox 20, turning at 52. And Tyus Edney, do you have any idea who Tyus Edney is? Nope. Former point guard for Syracuse for their 95 uh, national not, championship. Not Syracuse. Or not, sorry, UCLA. Gosh, I'm looking right at it. For UCLA during their 95 championship run, the first one since John Wooden beat uh, Shark. Was this in the first round or second? It was in the first weekend, I thought. I don't think it was the first game. Maybe it was the second. It was like they were the number one overall seed. UCLA was, yeah. and Missouri about beat them. Well, we'll listen to it. Thirteen seconds on the shot clock. They're going for one. Seventy-three to seventy-two. UCLA lead. Five seconds. More inside. seconds remain. UCLA, the top-ranked team in the country, number one in the West, trailing by a point. One last try for the Bruins of UCLA to get into the Sweet 16. Knocked out last year in the first round by Tulsa. They don't want to lose this one. Edney going the distance. Yes! Got it coast to coast in under three, about three seconds. That's it was pretty darn impressive. That's quick. It was early. It was Sweet 16 or second yeah. round. It was it was not deep in the tournament. Uh, catapulted them to a national championship. Steve McNair, uh, born on this date, 1973. Unfortunately, we lost him in 2009. Former Knight, Titans and Ravens QB. Air McNair, baby. Rip Hamilton, the longtime Pistons shooting guard, turning 46. Jared Lorenzen, the hefty lefty, turning or was born on this date, 1981. We lost him 2019. And Browns legend Jadavion Clowney yeah. turning 31 today. The Sharks' all-time favorite Browns. Some passings today. Passing away in uh, tw- uh, 270. St. Valentine right. celebrating his day today. Uh, passing in 1884. Alice Hawthorne Lee Roosevelt, the wife of Teddy. And, and you mentioned he was born last week, Shark, when I was out. He passed away on this day, 1891, on Valentine's Day. Lancaster's own William T. Sherman, the burner of the South. And also passing away the man that you're hearing here on the vocals for, what's it, is it Knack? The Knack. The Knack. Uh, passed away in 2010, Doug Fiegler. Uh, my Sharona right there. Some holidays and observances. Numbers are out. The thes are in. The thes are in. Uh, it's Frederick Douglass Day, also his birthday today. Ash Wednesday. Uh... Uh, Nash- Library Lovers Day, Co- National Call-In Single Day. How about that? Right. Uh, N- National Cream-Filled Chocolates Day, Ferris Wheel Day, Have a Heart Day, uh, National Women's Heart Day, Pet Theft Awareness Day, Beam, in case someone wants to snag your, snag your pooch. Oh, goodness. Singles Awareness Day. Um, also known as Singles Appreciation Day. Statehood in Arizona, Statehood in Oregon. And Valentine's Day. And those are your historical events, your birthdays, your passings, your holidays, observances for this date 
February 14th, the 45th day of the year, the three, with 321 remaining on this Valentine's Day. Very well done on that, General. As always, by the way, that UCLA-Missouri game happened in the second round yeah. of the tournament uh, back in 1995. So you got that right in the head, Bob. First weekend, second game of the first weekend. College football playoff landed a monster deal with ESPN. That's next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there, and a good Wednesday morning to you. Right now, no crashes across central Ohio. That we are tracking, but we are seeing traffic pick up on I-70 as you approach 33. Also on I-71 coming in from Delaware County. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Star. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Counting down the days until Sharks retirement. You're listening to Morning Juice. I mean, we're within... It was 15, 17 months of that? Oh, yeah. We're getting there. I mean, that's Once a- we crossed that 11th threshold, another month was checked off the box. Two important things I forgot to I forgot with this date in history. We're up against it. Uh, number one, Woody Hayes was born in 1913. And then also it's the 20th anniversary of Anthony Schlegel and yep. Stephanie Price. So... Both of those things out there, as we'll hear from Schlegs here in about 10 minutes. We will. We will. And it'll be a great time because we had an awesome conversation with him last night. And he went long. <laughs> uh, classic vintage Schlegs form. He went, uh, he went a little long. Uh, so happy anniversary to Steph and to Schlegs. Uh, again, you're going to hear that coming up in our next segment around 8.05 a little bit later on this morning. College football playoff um, is staying with ESPN. Now, we know that you're going away from the three games, and you are going to get, is it 12 games you're going to get? Um, it's 11. 11 games. 11. That's right. 11 games, 12 teams. So I saw this yesterday, and this was broken by the Athletic first, and then you know, ESPN came out with it. ESPN and the college football playoff are in agreement on a six-year, $7.8 billion extension that will make the network the home of the 12-team tournament through the 2031-2032 season. College football leaders uh, sort of specifies uh, the way that this happens. ESPN has two years remaining on its current deal, which carries an average payment of $608 million per year Mm. and includes the college football playoff finals, the championship, plus the other four New Year's Six Bowl games. Uh, The six-year extension, let's charge that sucker to winning. Uh, that's going to double up in price. The six-year extension is going to cost $1.3 billion per year, the price at which ESPN News Story previously reported. Uh, over the final two years of the agreement, ESPN holds the right of the new set of first-round games to be held at on-campus sites in addition to the quarterfinals, semifinals, and championship games. So they have the entire bucket of playoff games. Which is kind of interesting because I th- would have thought, given the volume of games that you're going to have, yes. they would have tried to parcel it out and make it more like an NFL model. Yeah. Uh, where you would have brought, you know, potentially CBS into the mix, NBC, definitely Fox. And those, because those are all, those guys are all broadcasting NFL games too. So they would have found a way to kind of blend that thing together and figure out the best scheduling for everybody. Uh, but maybe ESPN came to the table and said, hey, we don't want this going anywhere else. What's it going to take? Well, times two. 
deal. Man, we should have asked for more. Yeah. I don't know. But that's $1.3 billion a year. And with that, like you're trying to tell me out of the added $650, $700 million that you can't find money like to be able to have some revenue sharing with the players. I think mm-hmm. that you're full of it then at that point. I think that's argument number one, is it not? I mean, we talk yeah. about these TV deals and you talk about how much money the coaches are making. It's like, oh, well, this school, you know, Northwestern just made $80 million, $86 million, $89 million with the Big Ten. And then you got additional bucket here with the revenue sharing that's going to go on with the college football playoff. And oh, yeah, we're expanding. And oh, yeah, you're expected to play 15, 16 games in a season. You're 100% right about that. I mean, that's going to be the number one thing moving forward. Um, you know, with all these TV deals for the regular season and in the playoffs, uh, why players will say, well, we need to get a share of that. And I'm totally in their corner on that. And I would agree because you're talking about a multi billion dollar media rights deal that is extending now into the year 2032. That's eight years away from now, multi-billions of dollars. Who knows what the sport's going to look like yeah. at that point. I mean, we have no clue. But to your point, uh, I, I also was pretty surprised that this thing didn't get moved to any different networks. I mean, you think about Fox and how much money that they've poured in to the Big Ten, right? I mean, we've got games on NBC right now. And the NFL model, I think, is good. Like, you know where your Monday night game is going to be, and that's going to be on ESPN. And you know that your Sunday night, traditionally, like that's going to be on an NBC. And I am surprised that this thing didn't get dispersed at least a little more. You would have thought so. Like, I think that everybody believed that would be the model just because the number of games over you know, number of rounds. And the question is going to be now, when are they going to be played? Yeah. Someone I was mad, like, this is going to be bad. They won't be on Friday and Saturday nights. They'll be on Monday. I'm like, first of all, when have there ever been games on Friday nights? Generally not, unless if, depending how the calendar falls. But, you know, the Saturday night games, I think that that's ideal. If you can get as many in there as you can. Friday nights are not good for viewing uh, historically. So we'll see if they try to avoid that and where that goes. The first round this year coming up 2024, you get one Friday game. Yeah, and then you get three games on Saturday. That's going to be the on-campus games. Then in the quarterfinals, you get a Tuesday and then Wednesday games. But that's New Year's Eve and then into New Year's Day. So, and, and so, then the yeah. semifinals are going to be played on a Thursday, Friday. Yeah, we'll see. And that's a, Thursday, Friday. Okay, yeah, we'll see. I guess as this kind of moves forward, that that thinks the semifinals will be Thursday, Friday. You said this year, yeah. What What are the dates on those though? That would be January 9th and January tenth. Yeah, so that's going to be Thursday. I mean, the thing that's going to stink about that. Are you playing both semifinal games on a random Thursday? No, one is on Thursday, one is on oh, Friday. Thursday, Friday, back to back. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's that's not. I mean, I, I'm sure the viewership will be good, but like Thursday, Friday, that's that's suboptimal, and that's why I think people are hoping that, and then maybe the. Maybe Fox and like NBC, maybe they didn't want to get involved because they already have, you know, the NFL broadcasts and they didn't want to have to deal with that and moving those things around. So maybe that was part of it. And ESPN said, we'll own it. We'll put it where we want. Schlegs on his anniversary is up next. Morning Jupes right here on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and a good Wednesday morning to you. If you're heading out, we are not tracking any crashes right now, but starting to see traffic pick up on 33 over on the southeast side this morning. Also tracking busy traffic on I-70 coming in from West Jefferson. In the 10 TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stark. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Rob Manfred's least favorite radio show. This, this, this is Morning Juice. Had a chance check in with our good friend Anthony Schlegel last night. Today being his very special 20th wedding anniversary. The best way to start a morning is with a heavy dose of iron. Gas station ready. Always. It is Schleg Day. Sponsored by Sugar Shannara Accident Attorneys. We go to war for you at warforyou.com. That's warforyou.com. Heading out to the Bright Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. Check with the one, the only, Anthony Schlegel. Schlegs, happy anniversary, buddy. 20 years to you. What's going on? Good morning, Columbus. Gas station ready as always. 20 years with my beautiful wife, Stephanie. I mean, we've been together since I was 16 years old. That's a long freaking time. I asked her out on Cinco de Mayo because I love Mexican food. And it's 5'5". Five, five. I won't forget that. And I married her on Valentine's Day because I'm so romantic. No, I'm not. I just won't ever forget that day. So it's a big time. I'm very blessed that she's my soulmate and my ride or die. So he's, I was talking to Shark about that. And he goes, how long has he been married? I'm like, I was trying to do the math. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he got married in 04. So this would make it 20 years. And he looks, he's like, you know, he got married before he was out of college. I go, Shark. Tress was trying to get him married. He was trying to get him married like after being at Ohio State for two months to get his wife up there. <laughs> Facts. She was like, hey, coach, I got to graduate first. So let's get on that. Which she did. She graduated early. She was all about helping the Buckeyes long before even people knew about it. You know what I mean? She was, she was trying to keep me out of prison or face down in a drink pool somewhere. God love her. She's the best. Well, that's pretty tremendous. Happy anniversary, buddy. Congratulations uh, on 20 years. It does sound like your voice sounds much better. I mean, we were listening to this Buckeye Cruise commercial that we're playing. And it sounds like you've been eating sand for the last two months. Uh, my voice always sounds that. It just adds to my sex appeal. You know, that raftiness. And, uh, yeah, I, sound, I feel great. I sound great. I'm 220. I'm feeling sexy. We, we're going to bring sexy back on the Buckeye Cruise. We're going to raise a freaking lot of money to kick cancer's ass at the James. Uh, super excited about it. And, uh, but yeah, I feel really good. I appreciate you noticing that beam. It sounds tremendous, Schlegs. I mean, you sound like a combination of Janis Joplin and, and Stevie Nicks. I mean, it's, <laughs> it is sexy personified just coming out of your vocal cords there. What did we do for the Super Bowl? Did you get yourself like a little sipper and then hang out and watch some of that bad boy? Or did you just call it a day and go to sleep? No, I, I watched it. Really good game. Really entertaining game. I did have a sipper. Just I went old school. Buffalo Trace style, my fave. You know, watch that game. And really, it's just amazing how San Francisco, you thought, had it in the bag they had. Especially when Kansas City came out at half. And you had the kind of pitch toss hit the shoulder. That moved him back. They had a punt. And then, boom, the punt. That gets that hits a guy, and, and good for the returner to notice that, but he just couldn't fall on it. One play later, it broke tie ball game, and now you're going back and forth. The game really came down to that, which flipped the momentum. And when they didn't score in that first overtime, and they gave them an opportunity to go win the game, it's over. Because you knew Patrick Mahomes, if they went for it and didn't get it, he was going to march in down and kick a field goal, which goes back to well, maybe you do go for it, knowing that you're going to give a field goal, but then they would. Whatever, right? You take the points, you let your defense do what they do because they were doing really well in the first half. But Kansas City, man, they just got a bunch of dogs out there. They do. They got a bunch of winners. Winner breeds winning. People don't forget that. Wait, what is that? Winning breeds winning. 
You find a winner, you impregnate it, and you get more winning. Okay, because that's kind of like the tougher you are, the tougher you get. And I'm just trying to figure out where where does the original winning and the toughness, where do we get that from? Because that's what I feel like we need. That's Coach McTuffey. I've heard all that stuff from him way back in the day at Ohio State. But, I mean, you have to put yourself in adverse situations to know where you are. It's why wrestling – I would say is the greatest youth sport that you could possibly have because one to even go to a practice and sustain that you're being challenged on a day-to-day basis. But then in the match, you're going to have to go to depths where you maybe aren't prepared for and you're wrestling five times and then, okay, maybe you got lost. Maybe you lost by a really good kid early on. And now you got to wrestle back. You wrestle nine times, like back to back to back. You got to go to those depths. And the question is, can you go there? Or more importantly, do you even want to go there? Because human nature says, no, I'm good in the comfort. But I truly think as as we grow, grow on or as we get older, you constantly have to be looking for situations that you can stress yourself. Let me outline a scenario for you. My youngest son, Caleb, he lost like two matches all year. Made it to the finals. You know, went one up 6-0 on a kid. Tech fought another, gets to the finals. He lost 11 to 8. I mean, he, it was tough. He had a couple of reversals, got away from him. And then upon losing him, he just he throws a Bob style temper tantrum. I'm not there. Courtney can't console him. He tells her she's fat and ugly and a terrible mom. I mean, is that the type of, <laughs> that the type of uh, emotional regulation we're looking for? You know, I, I always go this like, you know, Bob, you and I know this, but there's guys that, that smack the field, right? You know, you see them, right? Don't don't be a ground slapper. Yeah. It's the same thing, right? Like, why, why do you not throw a temper tantrum? Why do you not slap the ground? Well, did you freaking work to do it, right? And you had your chances. Again, this is different with because it's your son, and you're talking to him like, no, that's not how we handle it. Where were the areas in your match that you could have won, right? You gave him some reversals. What could you have done? You know, could you have chopped the elbow? Could you, you know, half waist a little better? Could you tie up his ankle? Whatever the case may be. Hey, you didn't do it, and it cost you the match. Now let's go get better at it for next season, right? Or it's like, hey, guess what? Great lessons this year. Let's go to the next sport. Let's be the very best. You can be individually, but as well as a great teammate. Like, that's kind of at that age. But the fact remains is that people throw temper tantrums or people get pissed or they're a ground slapper because they realize, oh, I could have had it, but I really didn't do the stuff that was required to actually make it happen. And that's the thing they don't want to battle with because they think they've already arrived. And the fact is, we never arrived. We're always pressing, pressing forward to the goal. And the goal in sports or even in your job, and I know people aren't like this. You don't need to be like me, but I'm just going to speak because it's the freaking truth. But the goal should always be your max capacity. That's it. And our max capacity is different for everybody. It's all different. You guys don't need to be Anthony Schlegel, Bobby Carpenter, or Brandon Beam. I mean, that's a low threshold in and of itself, but you don't have to be that, right? You need to be the best version of you in those areas and have great self-introspection as to where that could be. That's money. That's spiritual. It doesn't matter what it is. It's just facts. And I think a lot of people don't have those hard conversations with themselves because guess what? They kind of suck. It's a great point that you just made, and I'm glad you brought up wrestling schlegs because I do feel like it is it is one of the great places to go and great places to be because, like Bob, what you just mentioned, I mean, it's the world headquarters of tears for kids who are <laughs> you know, 10, 11, 12 years or younger. And it really is like for the first time you know, in your life that like you get your butt kicked and it's like, oh, that's, that's quite the wake-up call. 
Oh, yeah. Let me, let me tell you something. I, I remember my wake-up call, and uh, it's a great story. I know you guys love stories. You know, I was telling I was telling some guys the other day, they were talking about – we were talking about net game, you know, and stuff like that, and what does gas station ready really mean? And, and I just remember my dad when I was really young, like we'd be riding in the single cab of the pickup truck, and he literally would just throw his hand over, hit me square in the forehead, and I would just start doing manual neck right there in the cab. <laughs> and I remember I was at this youth wrestling tournament. I was probably 11 years old. And our parents, I'm not telling you to do this. And my dad laughs at this story. He's like, I can't believe that happened. But I'm like, yeah, you did because you meant to do that. You're very intentional. Parents don't necessarily do this to your kids. It's a different age, okay? We Again, I say it's a different age. It's not bad. We were my age, Bob, like we, like my mindset has always been when, what, and why, right? It's like, what do you want me to do? I'm going to go freaking do it, right? Then what is it you want me to do? Then why do you want me to do it? That was always last. Now it's why, what, and then when. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It just means you have to be a better educator. All right, so I go to the Tulsa Nationals. I'm finally ranked in this tournament. There's like 130 kids in this bracket. If you're a Texas, from Texas, you never get ranked in this freaking tournament. I go in second match, I get beat, and oh my gosh, man, my dad is pissed. I wrestled probably nine times total, mm-hmm. and I end up placing fifth. Okay, so now we're in the single cab of this maroon Chevrolet pickup truck. I'm talking to old ones like early 90s that said Chevrolet and yeah. right on the back. Not not like engraved in the thing, just stenciled, right, like a graphic stencil on it. Single cab flare side, by the way. Why would you get a flare side? You just lose a big portion of your bed, stupid. I guess it looked okay back then. Anyways, we're driving through there, and I mean, I don't know if we, we're, we're somewhere between Tulsa and Oklahoma City, and I'm kind of hungry. And I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking about saying some things. It's the best. My dad hadn't spoken a word to me. We didn't even, he didn't even put on country music, man, at this time. <laughs> and for some reason, I say, hey, dad, can we get some food? And I mean, it was like I just flipped a switch in him for some reason. And he just proceeded to poke his finger in my chest about how soft and how my mom coddled me. And that's why I lost that match. I mean, I went like eight and one, okay? But I lost to a guy I shouldn't have got beat. And I probably did something the reason my mind wasn't into the match. I'm also 11. But it was all these things you're soft. So then we get, we pulled through McDonald's. And I'm a big quarter pounder and cheese guy, okay? But I was a quarter pounder and cheese guy. I'm 11. Pickles and ketchup only. No mustard, no onions, and I didn't like Big Macs because of the special sauce, and I didn't like all the lettuce and crap. I give him my order, and my dad was literally broke that two Big Macs. And I'm like, I don't want a Big Mac. Show your face. <laughs> and he, he, he gave me two Big Macs. He's like, eat these. I'm tired of listening to you, baby. And I'm like, guess what I freaking did? I ate, some, I ate two freaking Big Macs. And there, there is no moral to this story, but I will say this. <laughs> I absolutely became a killer, though, after this conversation, because then two practices later, another level just achieved. And I I believe what it was, was I wasn't mentally ready to just physically try to dominate the person in the second match. I relied upon, I'm better than this guy. I should just walk out there and go get it. And I never took anybody for granted. My dad always said, respect your opponent, never fear him, take what's yours. And, and to me, quite honestly, is I wanted to be a soul snatcher. And so I wasn't the best wrestler by any stretch of the imagination. I just wanted to physically abuse you. I wanted blood timeouts. I wanted to centerline W and see how freaking hard your sternum was. I'm not saying this because I think it's the right thing, but that definitely goes into 
well, football. It goes into it, but it's, it it's reality. It does. It's a reality. It's the reality of the situation, guys. Hey, listen, man. When you're in a freaking board meeting, are you a freaking alpha? Are you going to go in there? Are you going to run the show? You gonna walk into like it's your place or not? Doesn't matter, man or woman. I'm just saying these are life lessons. We appreciate we appreciate it as always. Have a fantastic time of the cruise. Have a great wedding anniversary today, buddy. And we'll check in again soon. All right, Columbus. I love you. I love you guys. Morning juice. Shark, I love you. Go about to be cancer. There he goes, Anthony Schlegel last night with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. The moral of the story is there is no moral to the story. One NBA great had a special moment last night. That and quick hitters next. Morning juice right here on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and a good Wednesday morning to you. Right now we are seeing traffic pick up on 33 westbound. Coming in from the Pickerington area. Traffic going as slow as 25 miles an hour in certain sections of those westbound lanes. Other than that, no crashes or issues to let you know about. In the 10 TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stein. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. If this show made a scented candle, it would smell like bad coffee, unwashed jockstrap, and grass clippings. I wasn't sure how you take your coffee. You're listening to Morning Juice. So, mouth or enema? We're here on The Juice. are brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Healthy Leader and Testosterone and Hormone Replacement Therapy. You can, of course, visit them on the line at feelgreatcolumbus.com. Morning Juice presents Quick Hitters. Sharksy. Yes. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Valentine's Day, Happy Valentine's Day to you. I didn't get you guys anything this year. I got you flowers. Got you the same thing I got you last year, now that I think about it. (laughs) It was reported last week that Philadelphia Eagles edge rusher Hassan Reddick requested a trade. It was then reported that the Eagles granted him permission to seek a trade. Somebody's lying because yesterday Reddick told Bleacher Report that he never asked for a trade. He has one year remaining on his three-year $45 million contract but wants a raise after collecting... 27 sacks over the past two seasons. Reddick said, Bobby, I would like to get an extension done, but at no point did I ever tell the organization I want to be traded. Yeah, that's not good because that means the organization really doesn't want to pay him. So by them leaking that out, hey, he's available. See if someone will throw an offer to us. That had to come from their side. If he's saying he didn't, unless his agent acted um, on his behalf without him knowing, that's the only other solution that I could see from this. But this is, you know, an Eagles team that was in the Super Bowl two years ago. This year faded badly down the stretch. Faded quick. And now you're having more of these personnel problems on top of the coordinator issues you had. So it is not sunny right now in Philadelphia. No, it's not. And the interesting thing about Hassan Reddick, right? I mean, grew up in Philly, went to Temple, drafted by the Eagles, has performed his, I think he was drafted by Arizona and then came back to the Eagles, but um, has outperformed his contract. Yeah. I mean, even on a three-year, $45 million dollar deal. I mean, the guy is a wrecking ball. I think he had 16 sacks this year, and for the Philadelphia Eagles, like you just mentioned, two years ago, to, to be in the Super Bowl and to lose in the last play of the game to the Kansas City Chiefs and being so close, and this is what we talk about all the time, right? You can be loaded up and you can have a great roster, and you can be in winning mode, and all of a sudden things can start to spin out of control, 
And that's why when you hear people like, oh, we're going to get back. We're going to get back. Like, this will be fine. We'll, we'll get back here. It's like, no, nothing is ever given in life. And you can't be guaranteed that you're going to get back. And if you would have asked me last year, are the Philadelphia Eagles certifiably in their Super Bowl window? We all would have said yes, because they made the game there, right? I mean, they started out of the gates 10 and one. They faded down the stretch. Boom. First round loss to Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the playoffs. And now they're searching for answers. Like, we talk about the lonely road in the offseason. This is the one that we're talking yeah. about because now everything is kind of vanishing in front of the Eagles in real time. And I mean, that's a quite the stark contrast to the end of last offseason where they were at. Sounds like a Green Day song to me. Mm. It really does. There were hard feelings in Orlando when Shaquille O'Neal walked away from the Magic nearly three decades ago. He was the number one overall pick in the draft in 1992 but played just four seasons in Orlando and couldn't wait to get the heck out of town. The Magic offered him the biggest contract in the league, but Shaq, he uh, skipped town as soon as he reached free agency. Well, apparently time heals all wounds because last night the Magic retired Shaq's number 34 jersey. Matter of fact, Beam, his number's been retired by three teams now, the Lakers, the Heat, and now the Magic. Will it be four with the Cavs? Yes. Will we ever get? <laughs> no, I don't think so. He only played like a 50 games one season. How about season. the Celtics? Yes. What about the Suns? Wasn't Shaq on the Suns? The Suns, yeah. The Suns, he played a couple seasons, I believe, but the Celtics... He finished with the Celtics. I think that was just one season. The Cavs was just one season. Anytime I see Shaq on TV and, you know, what he's doing on TNT and, you know, whenever I see him do public appearances, I'm just amazed at how large he is. Like, every time, um, he's just a massive human being. And, you know, you just said it right there, Shark. Time heals all wounds. And it was a pretty ugly situation when he walked away from Orlando. And, obviously, it worked out well for him, you know, joining up with Kobe. Uh, and racking and stacking championships out in the city of Los Angeles. Then he gets one uh, down with Miami as well. Like Things have worked out all right for Shaq, but uh, it's good to see him kind of mend that fence with Orlando. And I did see him say, like, hey, last night he goes, uh, you know, I'll I'll quit my, my job if you want me back with the Magic organization. Like, quit my TV job. So uh, just give me a ring, owners of the Magic. So I thought it was pretty cool. It was pretty neat. Congrats to him. I mean, how many other players have their jersey retired by three other franchises? Two. Who is it? Wilt Chamberlain and Pete Maravich. Think LeBron will? I mean, it will be with the Cavs, probably, I would assume, with the Heat. He won a title with every... Yeah. And then with the Lakers, I mean, he's won the championship. I can't imagine him not, but yes, that's... That's a really good. That's a really salient point there, Beam. I, I remember when Shaq left Orlando and how big of a deal it was, and the fact that Jerry Bus, or uh, Jerry Bus, and um, it was really um, the rageaholic himself, our guy Jerry, Jerry West. West, yeah, who's the one who got him over there, and what he was able to do to put that team together to lead to three titles with him and Kobe was very impressive. But that was something, I mean, that, that stunned the sports world. That was the first star I remember who he was heavily invested in that I saw leave a team. And, you know, I, ever since then, I mean, it didn't even happen before, but it felt like you know, 30 years ago when that happened. I mean, that kind of changed the landscape. Pat Fitzgerald was abruptly fired by Northwestern last summer. He then filed a lawsuit against the school for wrongful termination. That trial hasn't started yet. In fact, the judge moved it to April of next year. Nice. Well, Fitzy already missed the 2023 season. He'll also miss the 24 season. And he still wants to coach again. So his attorney requested that the trial be moved up to December of this year. 
Bobby so that his client could get a job for the 2025 season in the next coaching cycle. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. You know, he was fired, and I, I think he he has a call, he has a justifiable case in this. They had paid him a lot. He had a big, a lot of money left on his deal, mm-hmm. and with everything that had happened up there, I mean, there was a, <laughs> there's conflicting reports on different things. That's and nasty. Then, yeah, obviously, it, it seemed like they had all the information at the time, but then when it became public, the the penalties changed, and I think that's where he's got probably most of his case. We'll see ultimately how this breaks out. But, I, I mean, he wants to coach again. He's still a young guy. But he also probably wants to get the however many tens of millions of dollars they owe him. And I don't begrudge him that one iota. Yeah, I mean, it was a bunch of millions, right, in the 20s. Uh, yeah. I think it was because he had just signed that contract extension with Northwestern. I just find it to be interesting. It's like, yeah, let's move this up. We know there's a guarantee that coaches will be fired next December. And on that guarantee, I want to make sure that my hat's uh, in the running for some uh, some of these shekels that are becoming my way and get back into the coaching realm. What are the folks out in the desert saying about Ohio State's win total for 2024? Do that in the re-rack coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and a good Wednesday morning to you. If you're heading out right now, we are tracking some slower speeds on 33 westbound coming in from Canal Winchester. Certain sections of those westbound lanes going as slow as about 25 miles an hour. No crashes to let you know about and no other issues across central Ohio. In the 10 TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stark. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Beamer is tweeting about Formula One. Oh, hells yes. Bobby is tweeting Rick Springfield concert video. Both are a cry for help. This is why I'm twisted, mother. This is Morning Juice. Hour number two of the program for us for Wednesday. Valentine's Day, Wednesday. Hopefully everybody's having a great start to their morning. Coming up here at 8.05. If you missed legs in the first hour, he's going to reappear. He was... Um, Moral of the story is there is no there is no moral. Well, I mean, there kind of was a moral of the story if you were paying close enough attention. Here's the best part about Schlegs' stories. He, I'd said, I go, Schlegs, you would define yourself, and this is where um, there's always been a point of, you know, contention with things. Steph, his wife and him are very different people. Yes, Raised very differently. And... I was like, Anthony's one of the best human beings I know. He's incredibly loyal. He works hard. He does everything. Great human being, like faith-based man. Like everything that I, I look at in life and I tell him this, like, dude, you, you do things the right way. Now, I don't necessarily operate exactly like you, but I go, there's a lot of things in my life that I would try to, I would like to emulate and be better at the way that you do them. And so I told Steph, I go, the st- stories of the way that he grew up sculpted him and shaped him into what he is now. So maybe that is the moral of the story, is that you, eat, you have to eat the Big Mac and the special sauce, even if you want a quarter pounder with cheese and ketchup and pickles only, because you hate Big Mac sauce. But that's okay. And that's how his dad operated. So maybe Roger was ahead of the game. 
She didn't enjoy that. She thought I was crazy for saying it. She goes, we had to undo a lot of things <laughs> in adulthood. That led I go, and that may be true, but I go, I had to find your husband as a highly successful person yeah. who's gotten about as much as he can out of his natural innate abilities. Yeah, two patents. Two patents, exactly. <laughs> Haven't heard that one in a minute. Yeah. But that's also accurate. He'll let you know. So that was great stuff from him a little bit earlier on. He's going to reappear on the program here in about an hour's time. And the Buckeye women's basketball team, the big one tonight against Nebraska. They appeared as number two in the nation. They did appear for, at number two in the nation. It's tied for the highest ranking that they've ever had. So they're in action tonight against Nebraska. Nebraska There's just, only one way, one place to go, Beam. That's right, all the way up to number one. Can South Carolina lose? I don't know. They've won like 24 straight games. So uh, we'll see what happens. Matty Andrews, he's going to join the program. We'll talk some Buckeye women's hoops with him coming up here around 835 a little bit later on this morning. Keeping you informed about what's trending this morning. It's time for a little re-rack on Morning Juice. Sponsored by Billiards Plus. Your destination for top-of-the-line grills with up to 30-year warranties. Billiards Plus on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. Bob, why don't you give me a number? I'm going to go with number 98. Number 98. Shark, we're going to have to cycle through a lot of phone calls this morning. Caller 98. Why do you think I went with Caller 98, Shark? Oh, no I, I, I know why. Because Come on. The, I know why. You answered the question earlier that I asked. I know you why. you got to start paying attention. Because of the lose streak. Yes. Because of the all-time losing streak that the Buckeyes are on. Since 1998 with Jim O'Brien. Yes. Caller number 98. I don't know what number Roller caller is. Anyways, you just pick out a caller. Uh, you're going to be walking away with a pair of tickets to go see Ohio State men's basketball game against the number two rated Purdue Boilermakers Sunday, February 18th. That is a one o'clock start coming up here on Sunday, 614-821-9710. That's the phone number. Tickets are on sale through OhioStateBuckeyes.com. They had a tough game last night. And like you mentioned, They're five minutes in, left in the first half, I felt okay. Yeah, and then they went on a 16-3 to run. That, the, the, yeah, then they closed the half. At that point, I'm like, I, it's time for me to pull ripcord and hope for happiness. I should have done it. I should have done that. And then they... They got it tightened up to like five or six. Yeah, it was 50-45 to 45 with like nine minutes left. And you felt okay. There's a chance to make a run. And then, you know, you're only able to muster nine points through the rest mm-hmm. of the game. And when you score 54 beam, it's going to be tough to win basketball games. It is going to be tough to win basketball games. I mean, not, when not, you score 21 in the first half, yeah, that's going to be a, that's going to be hard one to overcome. Yeah, it, it seemed like you said that five minute mark. They put a lid on the hoop and it was not a great situation as it appeared to be a flat line in scoring. Wisconsin was able to continue to score and build that nice robust halftime lead. Bucks battle back. I mean, I give them credit. Like they don't. The thing is about this team, they don't quit. Like they play hard. They just haven't been able to make shots and, and be efficient in critical points in the game. And when they are making shots, they aren't getting stops. Yes. <laughs> so it's like a... It's catch-22 beam. Yeah, it's not a great situation. So they've to tied chop their... into a lead, you have to get stops and scores. Stop and the score. Not the score or the stop. You can do that when you have the lead. Yep. You can do the score or the stop, but when you've thrown yourself behind the eight ball and you're playing catch-up... The entire game, you can't have the or, you need the and. So they tie their longest losing streak ever. And the last time that we've seen this was 1998, was Jim O'Brien's first year. Michael Red's freshman year uh, here at Ohio State. So like I said, they got Purdue coming up here on Sunday. Sharky's talking to a winner uh, right now. Ottawa 6, Jackets 3 last night. They are 
weird West Coast again road trip. So a couple weeks ago, they were out on that big Western Canadian swing. Uh, they then come back. They have the all-star break. They have 10 days off. They play a home game, and then they're right back on the road <laughs> from Ottawa mm. all the way out um, LA. to San Jose. Yeah, San Jose. San Jose, so and then play- they play LA, Anaheim, and then the Kings. Yeah. And, and maybe that order, maybe switched. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see what they can get done. Sharky, who is the 98th caller here this morning, and we'll be walking away with a pair of tickets to go see the Buckeyes against Purdue on Sunday. Well, it took a long time to get that 98th caller. and <laughs> the still hear the phones yeah, They're still calling there. in. Must be caller 101. Caleb from Dublin. All right, Caleb Dublin, congratulations to you. You're going to go see uh, the Buckeyes take on Purdue a little bit later on. If I had to give you guys a guess as to where the Buckeyes rank for the Big Ten, Coming up this year in win totals, where would you, where would you think the Buckeyes would lay at? Football, football for win totals. This was just said, this was under? just released from Fanduel. One hundred percent, their over under is going to be ten and a half. Yeah, you nailed it. I mean, there's no way it would be anything less than that. You nailed it. That's where Ohio State is at right now. Over under ten and a half is at the over is at minus one fifty. So the overwhelming favorite to get the over. So that means you have to throw $150 down to get $100 in return. Uh, the under is plus 120. So that's plus side of the money. $100 down mm-hmm. gets you $120 back uh, on your bet for that. Any guess as to the other team that is tied with the Buckeyes for 10 and a half wins? There's Oregon. only one. Oregon. Yes. That's who I would have said. Oregon. Yep, you guys nailed it. Now that odds are a little bit different. Their over is the underdog. So it's flipped. At plus 110. Their under is the favorite at minus 134. Okay. Um, do you have the list of all the Big Ten teams? I do have the list of all the Big Ten teams in front of me. I would venture to guess Michigan's at nine and a half. Yes, you are correct about that. Um, is Penn State also at nine and a half? Penn State is at nine and a half. You guys are four for four. Can you go 18 for 18? Ah, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, Hester and I did this yesterday with the SEC. Okay. And so I was just kind of like leaning through. There's two teams in the SEC that have over under. Ten and a half wins, which basically means like, are you going to lose one or less games? Yeah, are you going to go eleven and one or twelve and zero? Yeah, and that was Texas and Georgia, uh, but like Bama was at nine and a half, Ole Miss was at nine and a half, I think Missouri was even at nine and a half. Nice, um, but if you look at Michigan's schedule, they, oh, it's a brute. Yeah, it's a brute. They play Washington, they play Oregon, they play Texas, play Ohio State. And they have one other game that's incredibly tough. Washington, I think. USC. Washington, Oregon, Ohio State, Texas, and USC. <laughs> so I go, they played two teams that were in the CFP. Yeah. Two teams that were eliminated in the conference championship from the CFP. So one went away, Ohio State being one that Michigan eliminated them. So that's they controlled that. Washington beat Oregon. And then USC, which, you know what, for a team that finished 7-5, and five, they're as talented as anyone. They can score the football. Now you, they can't get any stops, right? But they're they can the still score the football, score the points, or get the stop. Kind of, kind yes. of folks. Yes, but that's still not an easy one. I mean, that Michigan schedule for as, as soft as it was last year, it is last couple of years a brute this season. Yeah. So they're they start off the season with Fresno State. By the way, Fresno State's no pushover. <laughs> that's a pretty solid team yeah. as well. So Fresno State at home first off the gates for the Michigan Wolverines. Then you get Texas at home. That's a September 7th game. So Texas Michigan September 7th, that's second weekend of the season. They get Arkansas State third. Then they're at home against USC. 
And then here's where the schedule gets a little bit off the rails for them. They have to travel to Washington. Washington. Then they get Illinois, Michigan State, home against Oregon at Indiana, home against Northwestern at Ohio State. It's as it's as big of a brood as you're going to get in the Big yeah, Ten. That is in the big. That's anywhere in the country. You're right. That might be the. I, I think I, it. Yeah. I would love to see someone that would claim to have a stronger strength to schedule because that is brutal. Yes, that is brutal. By the way, uh, can you take a stab at who is behind Penn State, Michigan, Oregon, Ohio State? Right on the trails. There's one, two, three, four. There's five teams. Ohio State. USC. USC is at seven and a half. Correct. There is no Big Ten team with an eight and a half win total. It jumps from nine and a half with Penn State, Michigan State, ten and a half, Oregon, Ohio State, down to seven and a half. What's Washington? Washington, the uh, Washington Huskies seven and a half? are seven and a half. Yeah, which is, I mean, you got to think you lost your coach, you lost a large percentage of your team, Michael lost your Pettis. quarterback. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you Roma Dunze, all Roma these different Dunze, guys. Your coordinator left and then returned to the, uh, the Pacific Northwest. In Seattle, but not with you. He returned to the Seattle Seahawks. Yes, with Ryan Grubb. So, not a great situation ultimately to be in. I think they'll get it turned around. But even if Kalen DeBoer and everybody would have stayed on the coaching staff, you knew that there was going to be mass departures. Would have been a little rebuild. Training. Yeah, it'd be a rebuild. Your other three teams at seven and a half in the Big Ten: Iowa, Maryland, Nebraska. Over under at seven and a half, six and a half. Rutgers and Wisconsin. Ooh, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan State, Northwestern, UCLA at five and a half, and then your bottom barrel of the Big Ten with a whopping four and a half set as your over under. A three pack of teams. Indiana. No, Indiana's at five and a half. Northwestern. Nope, Northwestern's That's at five and a half. Michigan State. Michigan State's at five and a half. Oh gosh. Um. UCLA. Yep. Sorry, UCLA's at five and a half. Yeah, yeah. you said UCLA. Minnesota and Purdue at four and a half is their over under. Row the boat. Totals. Row the boat. Wow. Did, uh, didn't Minnesota go to a bowl game yeah, this year? Yeah, they lost a lot. They had a yeah, very had veteran a team, though. Yeah. They had a lot of COVID, like fifth and sixth year. And guys. their quarterback left and he transferred to Wisconsin, or, uh, to Rutgers, right? There you go. I think you're correct in saying that. Yeah. And wasn't uh, Row the Boat? One of the candidates to get the UCLA job I think before he just they signed a, before signed a they went with extension? Deshaun Foster. Sure, I, I thought his name was. <laughs> I'm not, listen, I'm not monitoring U, UCLA football outside of their coach coming to Ohio State and Chip Kelly. It is a mess out there. He just signed. He signed an extension in 2022, so it's been a couple of years. But I did see throughout a statement on Twitter, like, "Hey, I'm staying at Minnesota. Row the boat. Four and a half over. Over under." Is their win total. We got some Buckeyes heading to the draft combine in Indy. Tell you who they are coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and a good Wednesday morning to you. Seeing traffic pick up on 33 westbound over on the southeast side. Also on 161 coming in and out of the New Albany area this morning. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stucker. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Just a couple of dudes being guys. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. You're listening to Morning Juice. 
Cruise along here, little Valentine's Day edition of the program. Brandy Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. You guys celebrate uh, Valentine's in your household? Big Valentine's? Are you a hopeless romantic? Valentine's? Yeah, with an M. Um, so, since we work early, yeah, and I would always, I could always worked out early. What I would typically do then, uh, my wife and I, we're not. We used to go out to dinner and stuff on Valentine's Day. Yeah, and then as you get older, like you have kids and stuff, now it's. I don't even know what we're going to do because I agreed to do dance club uh, chaperoning for dance club tonight again. Well, the eighth grade, which will be much more fun. My old RJ, he'll be a, he won't care. He's not a conscientious objector. So you'll get in there and you'll get to dance a little bit. tonight. Uh, maybe, but it will still, he won't be like just angry, the angry elf, like my mm-hmm. daughter turns into. So yeah, it's, uh, it, I'm not sure what we're, when we're going to do it, but we used to go out to dinner and now it's like, okay, and then we started having kids. It's like we're getting a babysitter on Valentine's, especially yeah. like Tuesday, Wednesday. Yep. You know, it's no one, vibe. Monday. It's like, what are we going to do? Like, so then we started cooking at the house. Nice. And so this is something that's kind of continued over the last, you know, 10, 11 years is, you know, we'll get some nice steaks. It was nice when we worked out on Front Street. I'd go usually to Kroger across the street, get some big, thick mm. chops. We actually have some stuff. Actually, we I thought some steaks out from the Pine Club that we got for oh Christmas, nice good uh, this year for one of my friends gave them to us so thought I had about four strips there you know we we'll always have like some nice shrimp or maybe like a little lobster or something tails like in the freezer my wife will buy them when they're on sale pulled out a couple of those I'm not sure exactly what we're gonna make tonight but you know we've got some Brussels sprouts may have to stop by grab some other stuff we always do that and we'll sit and kind of cook together this evening and that'd that's, be nice. Yeah, that's kind of uh, how we do it. So it's it's um, it's pretty functional for us, and it's just a function of even like can we do it around kids' pickups? Usually we're done by like seven thirty, eight o'clock. Now with dance club tonight being at eight thirty, I don't know. We're probably gonna have to try to find a way to to jam it in in between there, uh, and then also like getting up early. I last night I went to after I picked up RJ, we stopped by the store and. Grabbed. McCordy doesn't like flowers to die, so we get something that's potted so we can kind of keep it in the house or oh, replant. Yeah, nice. yeah, and get like a, I don't know. She's really not, Courtney doesn't like sweets, so it's like, okay, I got like a little bag of salt and vinegar chips and um, the flower and wrote a little note, and that's out in the morning when you I go. leave. Oh, nice. Way yeah. to go. Well, so that's kind of that's how we do it. It's important, you know, I'm not big into these manufactured holidays, but I do believe, like, all right, we can. Spend you know twenty bucks on something that's small and sit it out there, and we'll be able to keep the flower in the house. It'll look pretty and keep it alive. And you know what? It's important to make a gesture to my wife. I think on this and let my kids see it. So that's kind of where we're at and how I do it. But it, it's got to all be done the night before, Beam, because I have to have the flower and everything in the house. Right. So I usually try to bring it in, sneak it into my office, have it sit there, and then have it appear. In the morning when she comes downstairs. Yeah, William and I are going to go get some flowers a little bit later on today. That's our plan. That's see, you should have done it last night, B. Well, then you the, see, slipped. the problem, so we, I asked Meredith too, and we're not really in, like, we've never been huge into going out on Valentine's Day. We've, we're, but we're William kinda, needs to see that when he wakes up to know that. It, listen, man, he doesn't know what's going on, all right? He doesn't know what day it is. He doesn't know he's turning a year old next month. Like, he has no idea. All he knows is that at, when I wake up from my morning nap, 
I'm going to eat or I'm going to lose my mind. Like that's, and then I wake up yeah. from my afternoon nap and I'm going to eat or else I'm going to lose more, my mind. And you're going to let me play things. this entire day. And by the way, I don't like being changed anymore in my diaper and I become the strongest baby in the entire world with the wiggle strength of like a thousand earthworms. Yeah, it's like, like to sit there in his own filth. That's yeah, that's great. it. Yeah, that's it. He doesn't it's like. It's a very comfortable situation. <laughs> it is. Especially when he's got some other stuff, some, um, you know, some stuff in the diaper and then he starts rolling around and then you're trying to wrangle him in. Like that's quite the scene uh so we're gonna go pick up some flowers and we're like you like we'll cook we'll cook tonight so i got some stuff for like yeah yeah we're gonna make like chicken marsala so that'll be good i asked meredith i'm like what do you want she goes chicken marsala i said all right done we're gonna make that uh at the house tonight so that's kind of uh what we're gonna get into we got some buckeyes coming up here at the combine uh and i saw this saw this come down yesterday i'm like boy that number seems low is that correct and then i had to remind myself i'm like oh yeah they've returned everybody who would have had an opportunity to go to Indianapolis and go to the combine. So you have eight of them, eight Buckeyes invited the 2024 NFL combine over in Indianapolis. Marvin Harrison jr. Of course, going to be a top five draft pick coming up here uh, in the draft at the end of April uh, headlines, a class of combine invitees, Mayan Williams, Cade Stover, Matt Jones, Mike Hall, Tommy Eichenberg, steel chambers and Josh Proctor. Yeah. And again, I saw that number and I'm like, boy, eight, like that's a, Pretty low number, and then it was higher than I expected because I started thinking of all the guys that came back, and it's that was a pretty, I think a pretty solid, uh, pretty solid number given the the massive returning of and not many underclassmen leaving. For sure, it is. Um, I know that you have quite the combine story. You didn't, you did not participate in on field drills, correct? Because you were hurt, and then yeah. you were you came back for the senior day in yes. the in the white lightning outfit. Okay, I'm glad that you're. Glad that you remember that. Yes. I remember all the details. Accurate. Um, but the combine stories, and we can get more into that, you know, coming up when the combine happens, and that's February 29th. So that's a couple of weeks away uh, from right now. That the interview process is just, it's such a wild ride. Yeah, it is. I mean, they sit there and ask you a bazillion questions, some awkward ones, try to make it as uncomfortable as possible. And people always ask why. And, you know, there's the history of some of those. Uh, history of some of those interviews kind of getting a, a going astray, and they, you know, most infamously talking about you know Des Bryant's mom, Melissa, uh, alluding to the fact you know yeah. that she may have been a prostitute, you know, and he gets all fired up, and you know, and rightfully so. I mean, it's the guy, the guy's mother, and I completely understand that. And people are like that's out of bounds. Like you would never do that in any other job interview. I'm like exactly, but I don't know many other jobs where you're going to be heckled by fans and the things that are said in those interviews are sometimes mild as compared to the things that come out of the stands. Yeah. So it's really more of a reflection of society, the people that complain and argue about, you can't ask those things in an interview. And I'm not saying you should or shouldn't, and I do think that's probably inappropriate, but also those are the same people that will yell the same things out of the stands at someone to try to get them to react. And so what the coaches and executives have to do is try to figure out if this guy has a tendency for this, and he has a um, he has a tendency for this, and to you know lose his cool or whatever. We need to make sure that we're putting him in a chance in the best opportunity to be successful, and we can trust him in the most critical parts of the game. Beam, and so that's that's a lot of that. And we'll get into more some more combine stories and everything else that's going on. But right now, before we get out of here, I want to tell you about uh, it's middle of February. It would be smack dab in the middle, but we've got one extra day this year. 
and don't let those New Year's resolutions go awry. If you want to try to be the best version of yourself in 2024, you want to try to lose weight, all these different things, go check out my friends at Affinity Whole Health, the leader in the testosterone hormone replacement therapy industry. You need some mental clarity, energy, libido, all those different things. It is Valentine's Day. You should talk to Affinity Whole Health. I've been a patient there for the last seven years. They've been tremendous with me, helped me in a variety of ways and helped me feel great. So with Affinity, you get everything, a dedicated patient care coordinator. Allie and Jamie, they're fantastic. They'll help you with everything you need, the scheduling, placing orders. They'll answer all your questions. Affinity, they ship it right to your house. It ships fast. There's never any delay. You don't have to go to the office for your treatments. So ask about you know their TRT. You can combine it with peptides, maybe semi-glutide for weight loss. All of it's there for you if I decided peptides into my plan. So get started for free with Affinity at feelgreatcolumbus.com. That's feelgreatcolumbus.com. Helmet comms are on their way to college football. We'll get into that coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning. Right now we are tracking slower speeds on 33 westbound coming in from Pickerington, also on 161 on the northeast side, coming in and out of the New Albany area. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stargirl. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hash Browns and Smackdowns. You're listening to Morning Juice. Cruising along here on a Wednesday edition of the program. Brandon B. Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark, officially past Coaster Bob time here. This Valentine's Day edition of the program. We talked about our Valentine's Day plan. Shark, um, what's your, I mean, you, how long have you and Jam been married? What's the year? Uh, it'll be 34 years in April. All right, 34 years in April. Yep. I'm excited to hear what you guys have planned. Um, my wife is not the most romantic person in the world. In fact, she a lot of times forgets our anniversary. What? Like I'll get her something really nice for our anniversary. Oh, man, that's right. <laughs> so... For years, I have gotten her something for Valentine's Day, and she doesn't get me anything. And so I just, I'm stopping. Maybe I'll give her a Girl Scout cookie or something. We are going to have, I got a a nice uh, bag of shrimp. We're going to have that tonight, just like Bob. And then I don't know what we'll make for dinner. I'll make for dinner. But, yeah, it's not a big event around our house. Now, when you have kids, of course, you're giving Stuff to your kids, but not so much to you. What am I giving crap to my kids for? Oh, I always got. What my did they kids ever do for me? Um, I used to get Megan turtles, and she loved those, you know, chocolate caramel turtles. Who doesn't? And uh, it was always a big thrill for her. But now she's married, and she has somebody else to get her Valentine stuff. Well, so. you can get Pia uh, chocolate turtles. Uh, I don't think Pia would be up to eating that, although she <laughs> pretty much eats everything you stick in front of her. Yeah? Is she yeah. at that point now? Oh, she got, yeah. got teeth coming in? She, she's got four teeth. Okay. And yeah, that girl doesn't miss a meal. We play, or uh, we made uh, some like eggplant pasta last night, Bob, yeah. or you kind of mix some cheese together and you know put it in, make a tomato sauce, and then cut up some eggplant, throw it in the oven for 40 minutes or whatever, bake it. And we're looking up because like, it's like, uh, can you eat eggplant? It's not something that you really even think of i'm like well it's soft enough it's kind of like a squash you know like it's kind of got that skin on it like if you can get past the skin you'll be all right so meredith googles it she's like he's like she goes yeah 
I mean, he can eat eggplant. William can. And so we're like, great. He can just eat our dinner tonight. So we gave him some bananas and some Cheerios to like start as a little appetizer. And then we're like, okay, this is, this is pasta and this is red sauce and this is eggplant. And when I tell you, I mean, his legs were moving at the speed of sound when he was eating this pasta and red sauce. <laughs> And he couldn't sit still and eat it. And every time we'd give him some noodles, we'd sit like three or four noodles down, you know, on his little, uh, on his table, on his high chair. And he would just, I mean, every time that we'd sit down four of them, he'd grab them with both hands and he'd shove them all in there. Like, dude, calm down. There will be more if you would like it. He doesn't and, know that though. No, babe. no, he doesn't know he that. He wants to make sure he gets it all. Everything goes in the mouth all at once. All at one time. That's good. <laughs> oh yeah, he I like that. I respect that. It's funny how how fast they learn and the the finger dexterity too. Oh, yeah, getting much better at it now. That's what I mean. Like we've we're being we've been given Cheerios. Like we unlocked Cheerios this week. So I think Bob the the rice trick that you you said to us, like the little like us, yeah. Yeah. I think it's the same thing. I think we can probably just do that with Cheerios now. Yeah. Lay that around the house because, yeah, he's got, the, and Gretel. he's got the the pointer finger and the thumb, and he's able to kind of crab claw that yeah, sucker. Slowly get that, throw it in his beak, and he's hungry enough bean that he'll see the next one and then choose to pursue it as long as it's not too far away. I FaceTime my mom um, usually. So when he wakes up from his nap, like we've dropped uh, that morning feed after his uh, morning nap. And so I FaceTime my mom now because when I get home, it usually lines up perfectly by the time that he's getting up from his nap. So we have a nice lunch together. Uh, so I FaceTime my mom and I set, you know, the phone up kind of against like whether a water bottle or something like that. And, you know, just look yeah. towards him. And uh, she's down in Florida right now with my grandma and they always look forward to it. And yesterday she asked me, she goes, does he ever have signs or indications that he gets full i'm like no i think you could till the end till the the end of time you could put food in front of him and he would just keep eating it what are the signs that he is full what do those look like i don't i don't know i'm not sure i have no clue what that would look like none you know what the sign is it's just they stop eating (laughs) like that's the sign that they're full like they just start playing with their food instead of ingesting it he just starts throwing fruit on the ground to theo is what he does yeah it feeds the dog that's exactly right College football is closer to ever than allowing widespread usage of helmet communications and sign line tablets, finding, finally catching up to the technology available uh, at the NFL level. The NCAA rules, the wait, I didn't ever even heard of this. The NCAA football rules committee, more committees, the committees for planning parties, meets at the end of February and could come out of that meeting with proposals to allow permissive use of both pieces of tech, meaning whoever wants to use them could, based on the insight gathered from the committee so far, the experimental use of helmet and tablet tech during the 23-24 seasons non-college football playoff bowl games was a rousing success. NCAA National Coordinator of Officials Steve Shaw said, we've gotten nothing but terrific feedback. As we know, the NFL has allowed helmet communications to quarterbacks since 1994, and then defenders in the mid-2000s were allowed to have one uh, as well. But the Big Ten made a push for it last summer, and here's what A.J. Ed said, who I guess is the vice president of football administration. So a lot of ti- a lot of big titles here in this article. The Big Ten has historically led an innovation in technological opportunities going back to instant replay since the early 2000s. This mm-hmm. was the result of feedback from our head coaches that this progresses and advances operation and professionalizes what Big Ten football would look like and feel like. It's been a conversation under coaches group for the last handful of years. So it seems like helmet comms, tablets, everything that the NFL has on Thursdays, Sundays, Mondays, throughout the entirety of the NFL season and through the playoffs, yep. like that's going to be coming to college, and it seems like the Big Ten is all on board with it. I'm sure they are. I mean, 
they have the ability to kind of pay for all that, take care of it all. It makes sense why that would be the case. So if you can do all those things, it's going to simplify the process significantly. And especially when there was, you know, the worry about the signs stealing and everything else, this will help alleviate that problem. How much of a difference is that? I mean, going from, let's take Ohio state, for example, going from hand signals, everything that you're getting defensively, offensively, you got guys over there on the sideline motioning, and one guy's the call guy, a couple other guys, the decoys, it just, uh, it'll, it'll help it all. immensely. you'll still have guys in there that'll signal stuff. They're going to want to signal in personnel groupings and any type of quick checks. And I'm sure they'll have a protocol similarly to the NFL where being the helmet will cut off the, the communication will cut off at some point prior to the snap. So there may be still an area where you've got to signal in and do some stuff and you're going to only going to have one guy with it. So there'll have to be some signaling on the field and different things, but yeah, it'll, it'll help eliminate a lot of that immensely. So, I mean, was it a big adjustment? I mean, cause you wore the helmet comms, didn't you? Yeah. You know what the adjustment is, is the adjustment is a, uh, 60 plus year old coach trying to figure out how to use that and how to talk to the box and then talk to the helmet and make sure that when they are done talking to you, they pull their hand off of it. So you're not trying to call the play with them yelling at someone else, not talking to you anymore. And you have no ability to stop it. Like it's just a voice in your head that's there while you're trying to call play and they're talking (laughs) to someone else now. So my coach, you got to turn, you got to flip the switch, but they can't hear me say that. And so I go to the halftime at the end of the drive or whatever it is. Hey, can you stop talking to other people while the comm button's down? You can't do that because it distracts me from being able to do my job on the field because I can hear you and I have a hard time calling the play in as well. So, yes. Scatter X 2222. That's what it sounds like. It's the, The quality of it is not good. You're like, oh, it's expensive. I go, you got to be kidding me. This is the worst two-way radio I've ever heard of. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible quality. Absolutely. Not good at all. So it said, uh, Texas Tech coach said, we practiced it four times going into the game. It's probably one of our cleanest operations when it comes to sideline and communication. Northern Illinois head coach Thomas uh, Hammock, who worked as a Baltimore Ravens assistant prior to his hiring at NIU, also said that. He said, we're a huddle team, so talking to the quarterback, we're able to put more offense, more motions, more shifts, make sure that everyone is correct. It really helped out. We didn't have any procedural penalties. We did a lot of offense, stayed clean, and a lot of that was due to helmet communication. I mean, you've got the communication. I don't understand why it hasn't been a thing in the past uh, to go ahead and give this clearance and go ahead uh, and give this green sign, but it does indicate that we are on that way in that trajectory and changing college football on that landscape. And say, fine, as long as the technology's working, then that's going to be okay. Well, we've talked about emerging and getting closer and closer to the NFL, and I think this is kind of we're finally getting there now to where people are seeing this like, hey, this makes sense to be able to do this. Why haven't we done this before? The NFL does it. I mean, when you start talking about $1.2 billion in TV revenue, can like, can you explain to me why this, this hasn't been done before? And like, I think that we're – Getting to that point rapidly being where it makes more sense to do these things than not. We're going to get juice next. Morning juice right here on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and a good Wednesday morning to you. Right now, watch for police activity on Reeb Avenue on the south side. Also tracking busy traffic on US 33 Westbound coming in from Canal Winchester. In the 10 TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stugger. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If Bobby and Beamer aren't talking about it, it's not worth your time anyway. You're listening to Morning Juice. We're here on the Juice, brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Healthy Leader and Testosterone and Hormone Replacement Therapy. You can, of course, visit them on the line at feelgreatcolumbus.com. What's got you juiced? Hey, Bob. Big Wednesday, a little Valentine's Day. What's got you juiced, buddy? Oh, goodness. So this happened yesterday. Um, you know what? Oh, we got Schlegs in the re-rack today. Maybe we'll save that. When do we have Andrews coming on? 835. Maybe we'll save this for afterwards. You know what? We're going to go because the, the Cheney Calipari is one of my favorite things. And we'll listen to that in a minute. But I want to listen to my man, Tom Brady. Heard this yesterday. Start talking about the GOAT and Pat Mahomes and what he's going to be able to do. And he's got a lot of runway left. But still, this guy, Tom Brady, the commitment he's had and his ability to improve over the course of career has been immense. And this is him talking about his dedication. Man, if I want to be good, I got to, I got to wake up in the morning and I got to do the extra work. And I got to show up when other guys aren't. And I've got to learn. I've got to continue to be open to learning. But I had to take it to a new level that the other guys wouldn't. Whatever they ask me to do, that's what I'm going to do to the best of my abilities. I'm going to go out there and compete as hard as I can. And I'm going to treat practice like a game. And I'm going to gain the respect of my teammates every day through my work ethic. I'm going to work hard in the weight room. I'm going to work hard in the film room. I'm going to work hard to be a good student. Sounds good to me. Uh, And that's Tom Brady me talking about how dedicated you need to be to be able to do those things, the sacrifice you have to have. Uh, we're going to listen to our guy Schlegs. He's got a different way going about it. His dad had a, a very unique way, as we'll hear him here in about 15 minutes with what he's able to bring to the table beam. But you know, I stumbled across that yesterday, and not to besmirch anything from Pat Mahomes. He's got an opportunity there, but it takes a ton of dedication to be able to have that type of success, and we'll see if he's able to put it together like that. I was uh, I was watching a piece, and I don't know what podcast Tom Brady was on, but I think he was talking to... Steve Young when he was talking about it and you know I mean when you were you're put into a bunch of situations and first time to play for what 20 years in the NFL uh, at the level that he did and he was talking about all right well you know when we get into situations you know like this and you know I think he was talking about a third down or you know whatever yeah. it was he's like well when we get into situations like this I can see that they're playing zone so he's like I go to my I go to my sheet and I go to my Rolodex that I've got in my mind I'm like well here are our zone beaters Right, like here, here are our zone beaters, and this is what we're gonna do in this situation. He's like, and then I look at the defense and I see something else. He's like, so here are my zone beaters, and here are my zone beaters uh, when they're playing Tampa two, and so they're playing a Tampa two, and we're, I have my zone beaters, but this is what I'm gonna do when this cornerback creeps up, and I think that this guy is gonna be laying there on the flat, so I'm calling the checks and I'm doing everything. He's like, so. Then we get to a point where I'm continuing down the road of my progression. I'm like, all this is happening within 30 seconds, like in his own mind. Right. And I thought it was really impressive. He's like, and then we get to a situation in which I don't have a, a play call on my sheet to be able to beat this play, to be able to beat this defense. Like there is no, there is no cheats in this defense. The plays that we have are not designed to be able to beat this defense. He's like, so then I call timeout. Right. He's like, I call, I call timeout in this situation because we have no ability in this set and with this personnel to beat this group of, of defenders on the field. And he goes, and I see so many players in the NFL nowadays and so many quarterbacks 
with bad coaching and bad adjustments that they just snap the ball. Like they just decide to snap the ball. He's like, yeah. and that's where the games are won and lost. And I'm like, for Pat, or for Tom Brady to come out and say that and to be able to have that mental quickness because he's seen a lot, right? I mean, oh, to yeah. know what your defense is in and like, all right, this cornerback's going to take a step back. He's going to be covering the flat. Like this linebacker's going to go out. He's going to be covering the five-yard box. Like, you know, to have that mental awareness and that quickness and that longevity of a career to be like, I have, I have, I have no play to beat this timeout. And for them him to say, well, the guys in the NFL today, they just don't know or they're not aware of uh, these situations and maybe they haven't played long enough. I'm like, boy, that guy's going to be a heck of an analyst. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, I'm hearing him talk. I'm like, that'll be pretty pretty special when he gets to the booth in Fox. So I'm, I'm enjoying Tom Brady in his retirement phase. Absolutely. Um, that makes a lot of sense, Beam, um, with what he's been able to do. like he's, he's wildly impressive, man. Wildly impressive. He really is. Shark? Yes. What's Schleg saying this morning? These Michigan fans, they're in Columbus. The audacity that they have. Oh, my goodness. Sir. I was just like, this is so gross. Oh, man. Somebody just smash their face then, please. Put them back in the hole where they came from for the last 20 years. Amen to that, brother. That's a great... Been back in the hole where they came from. We were praising Indiana State yesterday for being ranked for the first time in 45 years. And in their first game after reaching the top 25, the Sycamores were beaten at home 80-67 to by Illinois State. Snaps a nine-game winning streak and probably means they'll drop out of the rankings and we'll never, ever see them again in the top 25 <laughs> in my lifetime. So that did not have me juiced. But uh, one thing that did have me juiced, I always like a good rags to riches stories or, a, you know, an underdog making it big. In the NBA, if you are a second round draft pick, you, you're not guaranteed anything. No. And if you're an undrafted free agent, eh, the odds of you getting a job in the NBA are very, very slim. Well, Craig Porter Jr., was a pretty big star at Wichita State, but he went undrafted last year. Cavs signed him as an undrafted free agent, gave him a two-way contract, which means you make one salary if you're playing in the NBA and another if you're in the developmental league. Yesterday, they ripped up his two-way contract and gave him a three-way. Gave him a four-year contract. So, and, and this kid, every time he's on the court, he's just a, a ball of energy. He's, he's Schlegs playing basketball and, uh, averaging six and a half points as a rookie. Nice. Has only played in 32 games this season, but, uh, that was, that really had me juice because aren't too many guys undrafted that make it in the NBA and he got a four year contract, Beamsy. Absolutely. That's great. I think uh, one of my buddies just texted me about that shark and the story, oh, yeah? the story that he had and, Doing the show, and I can't read it, you know, during all this that's going on there. But uh, I think to that story, yeah, it's pretty remarkable. How sad were you, Shark, that their winning streak was snapped? Uh, it it was one of the easier losses to get over, Bob, because they didn't deserve to win. Okay. They, I mean, they, they got a chance to win. They did at the buzzer, missed a uh, pretty open three. But, yeah, I'm uh, I'm okay. They got the third best record in the league. All right. We're shooting for the stars this year, Bob. Oh, uh, absolutely. Finals, Shark. I think that's going to be the goal. It's going to be tough to get past Boston. It is. Or Milwaukee. But we'll see what happens for them in the postseason. Oh, what's got me juiced? I like to pick up, uh, I don't know if it comes out monthly or quarterly, but uh, 614 Magazine. Like if you ever go to a restaurant or you go to a bar, like they kind of got a stack of them uh, right there. So whenever I see a new issue, I, I always you know grab one. I enjoy to read it. Most of it's ads. Um 
And this one was dating in the digital age. And you know, oh I have, boy. yeah, I haven't been you know, in the dating world for a long time. It's been a long time for your boy over here. And I'm like, let's see what dating in the digital age, you know, is all about. I got a couple of buddies who are single and, you know, they're dealing with this on a week <laughs> weekend basis and going to bars and uh, all these different things. And I was reading some of the terminology and I was, I was thoroughly enjoying uh, this article. Meredith, Meredith and I were reading it last night as we're getting ready to put William down and, yeah, we're having dinner and everything. And I mean, we're just cackling like over some of the phrases. Like I know what ghosting was, but mm. there was a couple of other different ones in there. It's like, oh yeah, ho- like hovering, I think, or uh, hovering. Yeah, that's when you have well, no. That was something that was done in the bathroom. <laughs> when you have no, when you have no communication. Maybe I'll bring in. I'll bring this let's in and, this. and read let's them on the air. This. But he. uh I think I forget what the term was, but when you're interacting and liking on social media, but you have ceased to have any more contact with that person oh. physically or text message, but Ooh. you're still liking on social media orbiting. That's what it was called. Orbiting. It was called orbiting. Uh, and so I was reading this yesterday, just having a, a grand old time and reading about beige flags and red flags and a beige flag isn't necessarily a turnoff, but it's not a good thing. And, I mean, it was, it was great talking about exactly. That's how I felt when I was reading this. So I, I enjoyed this month's, uh, edition of 614 magazine that had me fired up yesterday. Uh, I've never felt older in my entire life. Well, because you know, when we were in high school, you had to walk up to a girl right. and ask her out or, or talk to her and get on, get up the courage to talk to her, yeah. call her on the phone. Now, I guess you just text. Hey, you want to text. text? What are you talking about? Slide in their DM, Shark. That's yeah. number oh, one. Is that what it is? Creep them on social media. A send a bit. Snapchat. Send an Instagram picture. All kinds of good stuff. Yeah, Meredith said no to me first time around. Look where we ended up. Did you ask her over the phone? Uh, I asked her in person. She yeah. said, oh, I'm too busy right now. I'm like, all right. That sounds wow. good. Let's just be friends. Too busy. Yeah. And then about uh, a day later, she goes, you know what? I'll rethink this. I've rethought it. Let's... Let's go out together. Seems like it'll be fun. Want to fa- get married? Fast forward 14 years. and <laughs> Yeah, here we are. Uh, Schlegs is coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning. Right now we are tracking police activity that has Reeb Avenue shut down on the south side. But across your central Ohio interstates, no crashes to let you know about right now. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stegerwald. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. and passion. Uh, is that a motivational quote or the title of an adult romance novel? <laughs> You're listening to Morning Juice. Hour number three of the program for us on a Wednesday. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Momentarily, we'll be rejoined by the one and the only Anthony Schlegel. Under 835, Buckeye Women's Hoops team in action tonight against Nebraska. Matt Andrews, Ohio State play-by-play man for the women's basketball team. He's going to join us around 835, about a half hour away from right now. Keeping you informed about what's trending this morning. It's time for a little re-rack on Morning Juice. Sponsored by Billiards Plus. Your destination for top-of-the-line grills with up to 30-year warranties. Billiards Plus on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. Jackets go down to the Sens last night. 6-3 to there at the Sharks coming up on Saturday. Buckeyes men's basketball team loses to Whiskey 
last night, 62 to 54. It is the longest losing streak ever. Well, tied for that since 1998. So not a great situation. You score 54 points total. You scored 21 points uh, in the first half. Not very good. So they drop one. They got Purdue coming into the building on Sunday. And like I said, Ohio State women's basketball home against Nebraska at 7 o'clock this evening. That is 645 coverage over on 1460 ESPN. I had a chance to talk to this guy a little bit earlier. The best way to start a morning is with a heavy dose of iron. Gas station ready. Always. It is leg day. Sponsored by Sugar Shannara Accident Attorneys. We go to war for you at warforyou.com. That's warforyou.com. Heading out to the Bright Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. Check with the one, the only, Anthony Schlegel. Schlegs, happy anniversary, buddy. 20 years to you. What's going on? Good morning, Columbus. Gas station ready as always. 20 years with my beautiful wife, Stephanie. I mean, we've been together since I was 16 years old. That's a long freaking time. I asked her out on Cinco de Mayo because I love Mexican food, and it's 5'5". Five, five. I won't forget that, and I married her on Valentine's Day because I'm so romantic. No, I'm not. I just won't ever forget that day. So it's a big time. I'm very blessed that she's my soulmate and my ride or die. So as I was talking to Shark about that, and he goes, how long has he been married? I'm like, I was trying to do the math. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he got married in 04, so this would make it 20 years. And he looks, he's like, you know, he got married before he was out of college? I go, Shark, Tress was trying to get him married. He was trying to get him married like after being at Ohio State for two months to get his wife up there. <laughs> Facts. She was like, hey, coach, I got to graduate first. So let's get on that. Which she did. She graduated early. She was all about helping the Buckeyes long before even people knew about it. You know what I mean? She was, she was trying to keep me out of prison or face down in a drain pool somewhere. God love her. She's the best. Well, that's pretty tremendous. Happy anniversary, buddy. Congratulations uh, on 20 years. It does sound like your voice sounds much better. I mean, we were listening to this Buckeye Cruise commercial that we're playing. It sounds like you've been eating sand for the last two months. Uh, My voice always sounds that. It just adds to my sex appeal. You know, that raftiness. And, uh, yeah, I I feel great. I sound great. I'm 220. I'm feeling sexy. We're going to bring sexy back on the Buckeye Cruise. We're going to raise a freaking lot of money to kick cancer's ass at the James. Uh, super excited about it. And, uh, but yeah, I feel really good. I appreciate you noticing that beam. It sounds tremendous, Schlegs. I mean, you sound like a combination of Janis Joplin and, and Stevie Nicks. I mean, it's, <laughs> it is sexy personified just coming out of your vocal cords there. What did we do for the Super Bowl? Did you get yourself like a little sipper and then hang out and watch some of that bad boy? Or did you just call it a day and go to sleep? No, I, I watched it. Really good game. Really entertaining game. I did have a sipper. Just I went old school Buffalo Trace style, my fave. You know, watch that game. And really, it's just amazing how San Francisco, you thought, had it in the bag they had. Especially when Kansas City came out at half. And you had the kind of pitch toss they hit the shoulder that moved it back. They had a punt. And then, boom, the punt. That gets that hits a guy, and, and good for the returner to notice that, but he just couldn't fall on it. One play later, broke tied ball game, and now you're going back and forth. The game really came down to that, which flipped the momentum. And when they did score in that first overtime, and they gave them an opportunity to go win the game, it's over because you knew Patrick Mahomes if they went for it and didn't get it, he was going to march down and kick a field goal, which goes back to well, maybe you do go for it, knowing that you're going to give up field goal, but then they would. Whatever, right? You take the points, you let your defense do what they do because they were doing really well in the first half. But Kansas City, man, they just got a bunch of dogs out there. They do. They got a bunch of winners. Winner breeds winning. People don't forget that. Wait, what is that? Winning breeds winning. 
You get find that. a winner, you impregnate it, and you get more winning. Okay, because that's kind of like the tougher you are, the tougher you get. And I'm just that's trying to figure out where does where does the original winning and the toughness where do we get that from? Because that's what I feel like we need. That's Coach Mc Tough Yards. I've heard all that stuff from him way back in the day at Ohio State. But I mean, you have to put yourself in adverse situations to know where you are. It's why wrestling. I would say is the greatest youth sport that you could possibly have because one to even go to a practice and sustain that you're being challenged on a day-to-day basis. But then in the match, you're going to have to go to depths where you maybe aren't prepared for and you're wrestling five times and then, okay, maybe you got lost. Maybe you lost by a really good kid early on. And now you got to wrestle back. You wrestle nine times, like back to back to back. You got to go to those depths. And the question is, can you go there? Or more importantly, do you even want to go there? Because human nature says, no, I'm good in the comfort. But I truly think as as we grow, grow on or as we get older, you constantly have to be looking for situations that you can stress yourself. Let me outline a scenario for you. My youngest son, Caleb, he lost like two matches all year. Made it to the finals, you know, went one up 6-0 on a kid, tech fought another, gets to the finals. He lost 11-8. to eight. I mean, he, it was tough. He had a couple of reversals, got away from him. And then upon losing him, he just he throws a Bob-style temper tantrum. I'm not there. Courtney can't console him. He tells her she's fat and ugly and a terrible mom. I mean, is that the type of, <laughs> that the type of uh, emotional regulation we're looking for? You know, I, I always go this, like, you know, Bob, you and I know this, but there's guys that, that smack the field, right? You know, you see them, right? Don't don't be a ground slapper. Yeah. It's the same thing, right? Like, why, why do you not throw a temper tantrum? Why do you not slap the ground? Well, did you freaking work to do it, right? And you had your chances. Again, this is different with because it's your son, and you're talking to him like, no, that's not how we handle it. Where were the areas in your match that you could have won, right? You gave him some reversals. What could you have done? You know, could you have chopped the elbow? Could you, you know, half waist a little better? Could you tie up his ankle? Whatever the case may be, hey, you didn't do it, and it cost you the match. Now let's go get better at it for next season, right? Or it's like, hey, guess what? Great lessons this year. Let's go to the next sport. Let's be the very best. You can be individually, but as well as a great teammate. Like that's kind of at that age. But the fact remains is that people throw temper tantrums or people get pissed or they're a ground slapper because they realize, oh, I could have had it, but I really didn't do the stuff that was required to actually make it happen. And that's the thing they don't want to battle with because they think they've already arrived. And the fact is, we never arrive. We're always pressing, pressing forward to the goal. And the goal in sports or even in your job, and I know people aren't like this. You don't need to be like me, but I'm just going to speak because it's the freaking truth. But the goal should always be your max capacity. That's it. And our max capacity is different for everybody. It's all different. You guys don't need to be Anthony Schlegel, Bobby Carpenter, or Brandon Beam. I mean, that's a low threshold in and of itself, but <laughs> you don't have to be that, right? You need to be the best version of you in those areas and have great self-introspection as to where that could be. That's money. That's spiritual. It doesn't matter what it is. It's just facts. And I think a lot of people don't have those hard conversations with themselves because guess what? They kind of suck. It's a great point that you just made, and I'm glad you brought up wrestling schlegs because I do feel like it is it is one of the great places to go and great places to be because, like Bob, what you just mentioned, I mean, it's the world headquarters of tears for kids who are <laughs> you know, 10, 11, 12 years or younger. And it really is like for the first time you know, in your life that like you get your butt kicked and it's like, oh, that's, that's quite the wake-up call. 
Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something. I, I remember my wake-up call, and uh, it's a great story. I know you guys love stories. You know, I was telling I was telling some guys the other day, and they were talking about – we were talking about net game, you know, and stuff like that, and what does gas station ready really mean? And, and I just remember my dad when I was really young, like we'd be riding in the single cab of the pickup truck, and he literally would just throw his hand over, hit me square in the forehead, and I would just start doing manual neck right there in the cab. <laughs> and I remember I was at this youth wrestling tournament. I was probably 11 years old. And our parents, I'm not telling you to do this. And my dad laughs at this story. He's like, I can't believe that happened. But I'm like, yeah, you did because you meant to do that. You're very intentional. Parents don't necessarily do this to your kids. It's a different age, okay? We Again, I say it's a different age. It's not bad. We were my age, Bob, like we, like my mindset has always been when, what, and why, right? It's like, what do you want me to do? I'm going to go freaking do it, right? Then what is it you want me to do? Then why do you want me to do it? That was always last. Now it's why, what, and then when. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It just means you have to be a better educator. All right, so I go to the Tulsa Nationals. I'm finally ranked in this tournament. There's like 130 kids in this bracket. If you're in Texas, from Texas, you never get ranked in this freaking tournament. I go in second match, I get beat, and oh my gosh, man, my dad is pissed. I wrestled probably nine times total, mm-hmm. and I end up placing fifth. Okay, so now we're in the single cab of this maroon Chevrolet pickup truck. I'm talking to old ones like early 90s, and it said Chevrolet and yeah. white on the back. Not not like engraved in the thing, just stenciled, right, like a graphic stencil on it. Single cab flare side, by the way. Why would you get a flare side? You just lose a big portion of your bed, stupid. I guess it looked okay back then. Anyways, we're driving through there, and I mean, I don't know if we, we're, we're somewhere between Tulsa and Oklahoma City, and I'm kind of hungry. And I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking about saying some things. It's the best. My dad hadn't spoken a word to me. We didn't even, he didn't even put on country music, man, at this time. <laughs> and for some reason, I say, hey, dad, can we get some food? And I mean, it was like I just flipped a switch in him for some reason. And he just proceeded to poke his finger in my chest about how soft and how my mom coddled me. And that's why I lost that match. I mean, I went like eight and one, okay? But I lost to a guy I shouldn't have got beat. And I probably did something to reason my mind wasn't into the match. I lost 11. But it was all these things you're soft. So then we get, we pulled through McDonald's. And I'm a big quarter pounder and cheese guy, okay? But I was a quarter pounder and cheese guy. I'm 11. Pickles and ketchup only. No mustard, no onions, and I didn't like Big Macs because of the special sauce, and I didn't like all the lettuce and crap. I give him my order, and my dad was literally broke that two Big Macs. And I'm like, I don't want a Big Mac. Show your face. <laughs> and he, he, he gave me two Big Macs. He's like, eat these. I'm tired of listening to you, baby. And I'm like, guess what I freaking did? I ate, some, I ate two freaking Big Macs. And there, there is no moral to this story, but I will say this. <laughs> I absolutely became a killer, though, after this conversation, because then two practices later, another level just achieved. And I I believe what it was, was I wasn't mentally ready to just physically try to dominate the person in the second match. I relied upon, I'm better than this guy. I should just walk out there and go get it. And I never took anybody for granted. My dad always said, respect your opponent, never fear him, take what's yours. And, and to me, quite honestly, is I wanted to be a soul snatcher. And so I wasn't the best wrestler by any stretch of the imagination. I just wanted to physically abuse you. I wanted blood timeouts. I wanted to centerline W and see how freaking hard your sternum was. I'm not saying this because I think it's the right thing, but that definitely goes into 
Well, football. It goes into it, but, it but it's reality. It does. It's a reality. It's the reality of the situation, guys. Hey, listen, man. When you're in a freaking board meeting, are you a freaking alpha? Are you going to go in there? Are you going to run the show? Are you going to walk into like it's your place or not? Doesn't matter, man or woman. I'm just saying these are life lessons. Right. We appreciate. We person. appreciate it as always. Have a fantastic time with the cruise. Have a great wedding anniversary today, buddy. We'll check in again soon. All right, Columbus. I love you. I love you guys. Morning juice. Shark, I love you. Go about to be cancer. I had a chance to talk to Schlegs last night on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. College football playoff will continue to be played on ESPN. That's next. Morning Juice right here on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning. Right now we are tracking police activity that has Reeve Avenue shut down on the south side. But across your central Ohio interstates, no crashes to let you know about right now. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stugger. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Beam has a baby face. Bobby has soft hands. That should not stop you from listening to this show. This is Morning Juice. I think a future schlegalism is going to be, the moral of the story is, there is no moral of the story. That's what it's 100%. Parcells used to always say that light at the end of the tunnel, it's not a light, it's an oncoming train. Of course. I think Dan Campbell uh, re-came up with that too when oh, he was yeah. on Hard Knocks, right? That's uh, 100%. That was the way those guys roll. So, um yeah, pretty pretty solid there. Um, you know, being in the thick of college basketball season right now, yep. a couple weeks left of the regular season, get to the conference tournament, send to March Madness. And yesterday I stumbled across this uh, this gem, and you were probably too young. Shark, did you see the video of how young Calipari looks? Is this when he is, was he coaching UMass? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah John is, Chaney was coaching Temple. Calipari, UMass, and they were in the Atlantic 10. And you've got Eddie Jones in there. Yes. Marcus Camby. (laughs) These are the guys who are in there. Eddie played at Temple. Oh, yeah. Long-time NBA players. This was 1994. Are you saying this was on this date? Yesterday. 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 I stumbled on it 30 years ago yesterday. John Chaney, we lost him a handful of years back. Unfortunately, Calipari is still coaching at Kentucky. They just lost their third straight at home. First time ever at Rupp Arena. Uh, that happening. But this is one of the. It, this is what college basketball used to be before people complained about the refs and everything else and all this nonsense. This is what it used to be and how tremendous it was. This is Calipari and Cheney going back and forth in the press room. Cheney is at the podium. Or, I'm sorry, Calipari is at the podium. Cheney barges walks in, in. Yeah. walks in with the media during his presser. You send your kids out there pushing and shoving. The guys did a hell of a job. You had the best officiating you could ever get here. And for you to ride them, I want to be a part of that. I just got my ass blasted for giving them hell down in West Virginia. And here you get a hell of a job right here today. Good job. Three class guys. And you pick them out here and single them out. You can't get that damn nigga to tell the guys. Shut up, guys. Kick your ass! 
That's why I was telling my kid to knock your f***ing kid in the mouth. I'm standing there pushing the game. Some things never cease to amaze me. I'm not going to say anything right now because I don't want to say the wrong thing. I think it's better that I just walk out of here. I mean, we're talking f bombs. I'm, I'm gonna kick your a. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill. I think Cheney dropped. A, I'm gonna kill you. I heard that was that was in there. Cheney, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> we're not even meant some words at this point. And the best part is, folks, like the video with that. I mean, you have Calvert Cheney, Eddie Jones, like Eddie Jones doesn't have a shirt on, like, and he's playing for Cheney at Temple. He's got to pull him back. I mean, these guys are like chest to chest up there at the podium. Cheney sounds clear as day. And yeah, he's, he's right near the microphone. He's yelling so loud, but he's still like 10 feet away. I mean, it, it was one of the great scenes that you'll see in his old Atlantic 10 matchup. And my gosh, man, I loved it. I loved watching those guys go back and forth. The old school A-10 doesn't get enough credit. Oh, yeah. In the pan- I mean, I know that we we long love the Big East. Well, because and- Temple ended up joining the Big East and shortly yeah. after that. And I was thinking that UMass was in the Big East at that point, but they were not. Yeah, the old school A ten man. That was that was pretty good. I mean, I'm trying to think of like best coaching debacles that we've had in recent years, and I can't I can't really come up with with really any off the top of my head. Not that, not to that level. No, not to that level of extraordinariness. I don't know. You watched uh, John Howard try to punch. Uh, That's true. We did have the Juwan Howard situation a couple of years. ago. That was ago. like immediately in the post game, like in the handshake line. You're talking about one coach walking into the press conference of another. Well, that just happened with with Iowa's women's basketball coach over the weekend. So they lost to Nebraska. Yep. And usually, like if you pay attention, if you listen to any of the post games, right? Like when we carry press conference coverage, it's always the visiting team gets the first media availability because yeah. then they got to leave town. Go. They got a bowl. And so Lisa Bluter, who is the head coach uh, for Iowa, I don't know what was happening if she was taking a long time, like in her team talk, like after the game, but the Nebraska players go up to the podium and talk like in their post game press conference. And there's not usually two rooms like over at the shop. Yeah. It's just one press room and the visiting players, the visiting coaches will oh, come in. The media wants to stay in the same spot. I mean, it'd be inefficient. Yeah. Like you don't want to split them into two compared to college football. Those are usually two different yeah. press areas to keep the teams separated. And Lisa Bluter just lost her mind. She's like, this is a Big Ten protocol. Like, you can hear her on the open mic. She's like, this is a shame. We're not even following protocol here. Like, that just happened a couple of days, but that that wasn't anything near the level of what well, yeah, we got. Yeah, because she never said, I'll kill you. <laughs> no, but you could see That's the Nebraska players, like you. the look on the Nebraska players' faces <laughs> she's going off like on a hot mic in the background. They're like, whoa, what are you doing? Hey, it's a beaut, man. Get fired up. That's great. The passion. You come for the excitement, you stay for the passion, Beam. How great is that? It's the best, man. ESPN and the college football playoff are in agreement on a six-year, $7.8 billion media rights extension that will make the network the home of the 12-team tournament through the 2031-2032 season. I'm surprised that they didn't just stay with the semifinals and and finals, actually, and then have like one game you know, in the... Uh, opening round and one game in the quarterfinals. I thought it would have been dispersed out through CBS, NBC, uh, all these. Di- yeah, Fox. I thought they would have gotten some games, but I mean, ESPN coming to the table with a rather strong deal at seven point eight billion. Woo. Well, I think they realize now college football is the second most popular sport in the country, and it's not even really close anymore. And the NFL is a, a chasm away from everybody else. 
And college football is beginning to separate. So if you give people a product that they can see in a good time slot with a compelling action, like they're going to be there and they're going to go watch it. Like that's just the reality of it. And it's a, it's a pretty compelling product that you're putting out there. So I understand why ESPN did this. Um, you know, if you're going to spend money on something, spending money on football is always wise and prudent. So if they just said, hey, what's it going to take to get this done? Well, let's double what we had because that's essentially what they did. All right, we'll double it. Boom. Yeah. You guys are good to go. Well, and the thing that stinks about the semifinals uh, in this new college football playoff is that they're always, and it seems at least these first two years of this deal of the 12-team playoff is that those semifinals are going to be played on Thursdays and Fridays. Ooh. And that the quarterfinals this year will they'll always be played on New Year's Eve and the New Year's Day. This coming year will be Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah. And then the year after is going to be a Wednesday, Thursday. That's, I mean, when you have it, like in between Christmas, I get that, New Year's, because a lot of people are off anyway. Yeah. Like if you want kids to be able to watch your product, you can't be having nine o'clock starts no. on Tuesday, Wednesday nights, Thursday a little bit. Friday's just a bad viewing night for TV in general. Not a huge fan of that. I mean, I'll watch it, but like, if you want to get huge numbers, the way to do this is Saturdays. I understand the NFL has it involved, and maybe that's why Fox, CBS, NBC, maybe they weren't as heavily involved in this because they didn't want to deal with it and moving the NFL around. So you have to make the decision. Do you go head-to-head against the NFL? Do you try to take some of that real estate and have maybe a little overlap? I'm not sure what the best way to do it would be. Number two team in the country, the Buckeyes tonight, host Nebraska. Maddie Andrews, the Ohio State Sports Network play-by-play man of your Ohio State women's basketball team joins us next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning to you. Right now we are not tracking any crashes across central Ohio, but starting to see traffic pick up on I-71 coming into the Columbus Metro. Also on 161 on the northeast side coming in and out of the New Albany area. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stagger. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. A radio show hosted by two former football players. One slightly more successful than the other. You're listening to Morning Juice. Here's the long here. A little Wednesday edition of the program. Brady Beam, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Right now we're going to head out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Check in with our great friend of the Ohio State Sports Network. Play-by-play man of your Ohio State women's basketball team, which is the number two ranked team in the entire country, tied for the highest that they have ever been. He is Matty Andrews. Matty, thanks so much, buddy. Always appreciate it. I mean, how are you going to jam in this basketball game tonight with you and being a hopeless romantic being on Valentine's Day? <laughs> the same way we jammed in uh, Fat Tuesday last night. You just you, you keep going, and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to a fun night tonight, and it's it's been another whaleable ride for, for this team, so hopefully they can keep it rolling. Matt, before we get to the game tonight, what Nebraska was able to accomplish on Sunday, uh, pair that with the Buckeyes getting past Michigan State. When did when did this season start to change uh, for this basketball team? I mean, we know that the run they've been on, it's been quite the tear um, really for the last month or so. But, I mean, is there a game, was there a moment um, really before the break, kind of even before the turn of the year in 2023 that you said to yourself, like, all right, this team right now, like they've, they've kind of flipped the switch. 
Fellas, for me, it was that game at Maryland, which led into the game here against Iowa. Now, you could also argue that the home win on the 14th of January against Michigan State, where they won by five, was kind of a turning point. That game was tied middle of the fourth quarter. Buckeyes flipped the switch, got it done. Then they go to Maryland, win for the first time in a decade. And that was kind of leading into the momentum they took it to that Iowa game. To me, when things got rolling for Cody McMahon, the team, you can really sense this team has gelled uh, as one. I know that's a cliche, and it's uh, it's very annoying to folks that follow basketball or any team sport, but they right now, I think, have a legitimate 9, 10, 11 players that can get on the floor and contribute at key moments whenever. As, as evidence of Michigan State in the last game where they had McMahon and Sheldon in the first half with three fouls. And it didn't seem to affect them at all. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be big. Does this Nebraska game, after what they did to Iowa, does it up the intensity maybe a little bit more? Bob, I think it's a great question. I think, you know, it, it does. It I think it gets the attention of Ohio State. And you, you don't mind, I don't think, Nebraska coming in here off a huge win. Look, they've, they've been average literally four and four on the road this year. So this it's a it's a team receiving a few votes in the AP poll. They're sixteen and eight. They're probably in the tournament or close to it after that win over Iowa. Certainly they can get in the tournament, you would figure with a win over Ohio State, but the lone meeting, uh it's a deep team. They've got they'll play ten. Jazz Shelley, Alexis Markowski were awesome against Iowa. So yeah, I think it grabs both Ohio State's attention and probably gives the Buckeyes a tad bit of a uh, a peak interest is is this Nebraska team comes in off their highest, their fifth ever top five win. So they uh, they've not played well this well all year, but they certainly did in their last game against Caitlin Clark and the Hawkeyes. Yeah, they did, man. They came back in the fourth quarter to do it, right? I mean, Caitlin Clark needed eight points in the fourth quarter to become the all-time NCAA leading scorer, and they held her to a goose egg. Like, they did a pretty good job, and that's what they do defensively. Um, I mean, they're only allowing like 64 points a game, uh, I think, are the Cornhuskers, but you kind of juxtapose yep. that with what they did defensively and what the Buckeyes did on Sunday up in East Lansing. Like, get out of the, get out of the way of the, the train, because that was quite the performance that they put on. For 30 minutes, the Buckeyes look like one of the maybe the best team in the country. Now, I know that's not you know, taking into account South Carolina's not lost yet. So, <laughs> but Ohio State was was darn near unbeatable for 30 minutes, and then uh, they were great against Michigan State. Brandon, you mentioned it, and you clearly, uh, as I expected, you've done your homework. This is the top two teams in the Big Ten in three point percentage defense. So their perimeter guard play defensively is similar to Ohio State. Nebraska's one, Ohio State two. Uh, defensively, this could be a little bit of a rock fight, honestly. little bit of a rock fight. All right. We've got Nebraska tonight on the road to Penn State, Maryland, and Michigan at home before heading out to uh, Iowa City for the final game of the season, which likely could you know, determine a share or outright Big Ten championship of the Remaining games, Sands, that Iowa game, which one would you say is the, the biggest the biggest opportunity for the Buckeyes to potentially slip up? Bob, I'll take you back to the game at home against Penn State. It was a December league game on the 10th. OSU wins in overtime. That game at Penn State, that was a high-scoring game, 94-84. So that game at Penn State a week from tomorrow, the 22nd, 
will be tough, and it's going to not even be at the Bryce Jordan. Little trick from Penn State, we're going to play at the Rec Hall, their old place. So that's going to be, to me, the biggest possible hiccup for Ohio State on the road. Of course, you've got your rival in Maryland as well at home. Uh, but I'll, I'll take that Penn State game. Now, let's remember, too, Iowa's still got to go to Indiana, mm-hmm. who is tied for second with the Hawkeyes. That'll be challenging next week for uh, Caitlin Clark at Iowa. He is Matt Andrews, Ohio State Sports Network, play-by-play man of your Ohio State women's basketball team here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. Is this, Matt, you've, you've been here in Columbus for a long time. You've got to see some great teams and some great players uh, walk through the doors over there at the shot. Is this the best iteration of a Kevin McGuff team that you've seen in your time? It is. And and we've got, you know, obviously six or seven regular season Big Ten tournament games left yeah. before the tournament. But but yeah, this is the best team. They're collective. They're uh, they're well coached. They make adjustments. They've been dominant in the third quarter. I think they take the instruction and they implement it. And and I think they've got the sheer talent they have is a little I wasn't sure about this two months in, but I think this is a little better team than a year ago. So they've set that standard and now they continue to, to chase it. And they're, they've got a high lofty rankings. We'll see how they handle that here down the stretch. So we watched them beat Iowa at home, obviously one of the top teams in the country um, from a year ago. And then as well this year with Caitlin Clark, I mean, Matt, is, is this a team that you think can beat any team in the country? Uh, aside from South Carolina, I'd say, yes, if you watch them they're they look juggernautish, uh, but yes, I, and we saw it last year. You know, you just got to beat them once, season. Matt. I mean, we're just saying one time, not a best of one seven. Time, absolutely, absolutely, one time it could happen, and that's a great thing, Bob. To your point, like, and Ohio State wouldn't necessarily have to be that team to win that game. You know, they've got to they've got to win four or five more before they can can claim another crown to get to that six win. So, one time, yeah. Uh, if you play the best of five, I'd, I'd like the Gamecocks in that bet. But nonetheless, I like this Buckeye team a lot right now, and I think I think fans uh, have been great in supporting. I mean, they're averaging almost seven thousand people per yeah. game. It's been wonderful to watch, really. Yeah, it's terrific, Matt. Before we get you out of here, I mean, we know it's a big one against Nebraska tonight. You mentioned it on the road at Happy Valley uh, coming up here next week, and then you get the three pack of home games, which we've been looking at. Since the Maryland Iowa double, you know, since they pulled that a few weeks ago, like those last three games is kind of where you rack and stack. But I mean, you just mentioned South Carolina; they're the number one team in the country. How big would you put that gap between South Carolina and Ohio State right now? Oh man, that's tough. Uh, and to be fair, I've not watched enough of South Carolina to, to, to break it down. South Carolina is hey, they're unanimous number one. Yeah. All the first place votes are going to them. So. Not only against Ohio State, but against the field, the Gamecocks are the prohibitive favorite. I would say that's that's almost a, a definitive statement right now. All right, give yep. me a, give me a turnover number for tonight. Oh, uh, let's see the corn. Let me chart real quick. Cornhuskers force they turn it over fourteen times per game. The Buckeyes are number one in the Big Ten in turnover margin, fourth in the country. I'm going to say Ohio State turns over Nebraska 19 times today. Kevin McGuff said we get to 18. We feel good about our situation. Buddy, always appreciate the time. Thanks for getting up with us here this morning. Have a great day. Looking forward to the call coming up here tonight, and we'll check in again soon, okay? Thanks, fellas. Appreciate it. Matt Andrews, Ohio State 
Sports Network play-by-play man of your Ohio State women's basketball team. Number two ranked Ohio State women's basketball team here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Can reveal our fan poll next morning. Juice right here on the fan. Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there, and a good Wednesday morning to you. Right now, we are still tracking a crash over on the far east side. This is on I-70 westbound, just beyond State Route 256. The left lane is blocked right now as crews work to clear up a crash. In the 10 TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Staggerwald. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keep on swiping that card, baby. Keep on swiping that card. Charge it to winning. This is Morning Juice. Wrapping things up here, little Wednesday edition of the program. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. And we here on the Juice are brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Healthy, leader in testosterone and hormone replacement therapy. And of course, visit them on the line at feelgreatcolumbus.com. Uncle Bo and the boys going to be up after we're done. Talking a little Buckeye hoops, talking a little jackets. Oh, well, ESPN keeping college football yeah. playoff. All kinds of good stuff coming up with the boys. Oh, here we go. It's Leon Dion. It's the Grammys. She gave uh No, it was the How many times did it play in one no, She was at the Grammys though this year giving oh. Taylor Swift her award and then it got awkward because Taylor Swift like didn't give her a hug or anything. Ooh, she Taylor and ran off. That's Let's but dive into that. This day nineteen ninety eight, Celine Dion. My heart will go on, Jack. Breaks the record <laughs> for single plays in or plays during a single week, rather. Mm. You remember what I told you, Beam? I remember what I guessed. Um, you guessed seven. I guessed seven million. Shark said that was probably pretty close. And then I remember being the, the number being one hundred and eighteen million. Well, one sixteen. Okay, gifted her a couple million in there, but that's during one week. This may, I mean. Baby, you weren't alive. Like not alive. You were alive, alive, but you were you were a baby. What year was that? Ninety eight. Yeah, six. I was in eighth grade. The amount of times, like I had friends, like in some of my friends who were girls, like in junior high, that went and saw this movie. I mean, it was ridiculous. I mean, it's not a short movie either. It's three hours, three hours and change. I it? saw it. I think I see it once in theaters, maybe twice. I know I saw it once. My girlfriend in eighth grade. But what a date that is. Oh, yeah. Eighth I mean, graders going to see Titanic. Now, three eighth, hour and now eighth graders minutes. don't even touch each other when they dance. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, I haven't seen any of the You're videos. Not allowed? No. I mean, it's just they're so socially awkward. I think partially due to the devices and the other part to COVID. Do we have. I should um, show you the videos from Dance Club. Are, are, with my kids going. And this isn't like exclusive to my kids. I mean, it's. It's amazing. I don't know how how you were, you know, Shark growing up, or Bob a few years before me, but I remember at these dances, it would always. And the, I, let me rephrase. Shark this. when he Not was in the junior dances. high, they called him uh, Hank Aaron back in the day. <laughs> The home run king. That's no, that's not true. I was very awkward and very 
awkward around girls. Not no. this awkward. And isn't everybody at that age though? Not this awkward. So at this at these at these dance clubs that you're going to tonight, dance not clubs. dance club, dance <laughs> assembly. It's in the cafeteria of Hastings <laughs> Middle School. It's called dance club. It's not a dance club. Uh, so the way that I remember it. Is that the guys are on one side, girls are on the other, and nobody nobody wanted to like commingle, and so the the dance teacher at the time, yeah. at least for us, would be like, "All right, you with you, you yeah. with you," and he would just random just random partner yeah. up. They make them like yeah partner men, and the, the ratio yeah. of guys to girls is usually two to one. So for dudes, I mean, you got some volume shooting option opportunities, <laughs> but like, I mean, it's crazy. My daughter's like, their hands are so sweaty, it's gross, and like. Well, yeah, because they've never touched a girl before. Of course, they're nervous. I mean, <laughs> I look back. I mean, maybe it was a different era in time, but I look back at some of the things I know was know were going on in eighth grade when I was in school, and this it's a far cry from what I'm hearing about at the, what I was seeing at the seventh what I'm grade. Seeing with my own two eyes. And now man. I'll be at the eighth grade dance the other night. I think it'll be a little bit better. They're a year no, older. I saw the video of oh, it. Okay. My eighth grade son dances much more than my seventh grade daughter. Like he will embrace it, especially hopping in the middle of the That's circle. That's a good character trait. That's what I said. I mean, whether it's ignorance or confidence, either way, <laughs> you're good to go. So dive it on in. But just oh, it's it's remarkable. I'm concerned for the longevity of the species, Shark. <laughs> Of the human I don't beings. think you have to worry about that. Oh, you would be surprised. Well, I will you find saw, a way to adapt. I don't always know what, do. But the machines yeah. will become their slaves. I, I saw. I told you the only way now, see, now to you, unite the world no. is the, when the machines take over. At that point, race, religion, creed, all those things will be washed aside because we'll be like Bill Pullman in Independence Day. And we will we will not go quietly into the night. We will survive. We'll have to celebrate our Independence Day against the machines. I was reading an article, and so the problem. Now, see, this is this is too late in the show to do this. We should really save it for tomorrow. But we I was reading. Save, give a little teaser. The AI takeover. Oh yeah, is not going to happen quite yet. Because That's what the AI is telling you. Because they're not. You're probably right. It's probably an AI generated article. Um, it's not going to happen because the AI machines are too big. Like those big supercomputers, the AI generation. Like they're too. They're too big and Coach, too bulky. Did you ever see what the first computer looked like that they flew to space? Yeah, it's gigantic. Okay. The computing power of your iPhone is like eighteen thousand times that. And That's now an we're now we're growing eighteen times eighteen thousand times that faster. like faster and faster and faster and faster. Yes. But I did see that we have injected AI into our own selves. No, not into our own selves, yep. but into a human brain. Yeah. And now I mean I'm reading this thing, I'm like, well it's as soon as we start doing that, like it's over. For it's us. here. Yeah, I mean, we're done. It's here. It's done. I mean, that's what I said. We're going to have one last stand. Shark might not be around to see it. He might be. No, uh, no, no, he'll no, be around. No, yeah, no, no, no it's no, going to no. happen sooner rather than later, for sure. Probably 15 to 20 years, Shark. Yeah. You'll be. Oh, I'm not going to be here. And no. you'll have championed this for a long time. Like, I told you guys about the machines, and they're finally here for the reckoning. I mean, do we have someone that's like a Wyatt Earp that'll be able to defend us? That's what we got to ask ourselves. It'll be Shark. We have Sarah Connor. Yes. <laughs> that's basically what we us. need. Is there a good, we find a good uh, machine to save us? I got to get in the gym. 
Yeah, hey, listen, Beam. Either you that or I'm going to be first up on their sacrifice plate. The gulags. <laughs> They're going to be one or the other. It's talking to me. <laughs> Shout out Aretha, man. She's the best. Our daily fan poll is sponsored by ER Auto Care, Masters of Our Craft. Today's fan poll at 971thefan.com or on Twitter at 971thefan. How many of their final five games will the Ohio State women's basketball team win? Versus Nebraska tonight at Penn State, Maryland, Michigan, at Iowa. Two or less, three, four, or five. Hey, I'm going to say all five. I, I would say four for sure, that Iowa game, the final game of the season, because yeah. that'll most likely be, for Iowa, they'll have to win to get a share unless Ohio State drops another game. Um, Ohio State, if they win it, they get it out right. I would say four for sure, five. It's a little dicey. I'm saying five because Matt Andrews saying that this is the best that they've played in his time doing the game so far. So He's only as old as me. <laughs> It's true, but they're tied at their highest ranking. See, Katie Smith. General had so much fun today. What do you say we do it again tomorrow on a big Thursday if they allow us? You good with that? I'm with you. Everybody have a great day. Enjoy your Valentine's Day. Uncle Bo and the boys are going to be up next. We are back live tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. to break everything down. Have a good one. Talk to you then. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and a good Wednesday morning to you. Right now, watch for crews clearing up a crash from earlier this morning. This is on the east side on I-70 westbound just beyond State Route 256. The left lane is blocked over over there in those westbound lanes. In the 10 TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Staggerwald. It's a fan action update. This action update is brought to you by ESPN Bet Gambling from Call 1 800 Gambler. Buckeye men's hoops loses to Wisconsin, but in the final seconds, a late three means Ohio State covered the plus nine with a 62 54 loss. Michigan hoops falls to 8 and 17 on the year after losing by 29 at Illinois. Ohio State's 13th in the Big Ten, but Michigan's still looking up at the Bucks in 14th place. For your ESPN Bet action update, I'm Scotty Vegas. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM HD1 Columbus. The Fan Sports Center. Good morning. I'm Eric Reese, sir. The road woes continue for the Ohio State men's squad. Basketball Buckeyes lost at number 20 Wisconsin 62-54 to last night. OSU trailed by 13 at the half and cut the Badgers' lead to 6 in the second, but never got any closer. OSU's 0-16 in true road games dating back to January 5th of last year. That's about 409 days without a win on the road. As for this season, Buckeyes fall to 14-11 and overall, 4-10 and in conference play. They're back at the shot Sunday hosting number 2 Purdue. As for the second-ranked Ohio State women's squad, Buckeyes are home tonight against Nebraska. OSU's on an 11-game winning streak. Tip-off from the shot is 7 p.m. You can hear Ohio State-Nebraska tonight on on 1460 ESPN. Maddie Andrews will have the call with pregame coverage at 645. This update is sponsored by BMI Federal Credit Union. Earn a $200 cash bonus when you open a new free checking account from BMI Federal Credit Union. Visit bmifcu.org free. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.